Welcome to Ride in the Nerds. I am your host, Kegger. Back like a heart attack. Cheeseburger, I guess. <laughs> See, I'm going to throw a Terry Crews reference in this. We've been talking about him too much. Yeah. Uh, I won't do the one we were talking about that might get us a restraining order. But <laughs> I am here with my co-hosts. Uh, Cody. Uh, we are down a nerd today. Uh, I know what we've been down me the last couple of episodes. Uh, yeah. I've had some drama July kicked my ass really hard. Um, and uh, August doesn't look good for uh, RBG. He's uh, our thoughts and prayers are with him. Uh, God damn it, I just did the Facebook thing. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, except you actually mean something with it. Or, uh, like, <laughs> uh, it kind of happened to me earlier when we first started. Uh, something similar happened. Uh, and he'll be back with us soon. Uh, hopefully everything goes fine and, and uh, it's a false alarm. So, yeah. uh, with that being said, we have great episode ahead of us today. We yes. are doing the Mad Max, cell-shaded, psychotic world of Borderlands. Woo! I love those fucking games. Oh, yeah. You know what hooked me for the first one? <clears throat> What's that? Ain't No Rest for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant. Yeah. That, that whole song... The only reason I even enjoy that song is because of the Borderlands commercial. I know. And it's funny because that was around the time that I started noticing they were using a lot more like... Actual yeah. music. It was right. like all of their intros are good. Um, the Gears of War trailer did Mad World. Like, yeah. Uh, they started doing that stuff all the time. Hell, one of the Gears of War games even wound up using Mad World in it. Nice. For a little bit. Um, what was it? So the first the first one was uh, In Arrest for the Wicked by... Page the Elephant. The second one was, uh, was that... Uh, Ain't No Place for No Hero? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what, what the song's actually called, but... It's by War, I mm. think. Or maybe it's War. I don't know. I love that song. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember what the pre-sequel song was. I don't either, actually. Did it have... I well, did. It, yeah. I don't remember what it was, and I'm having a hard time remembering what Threes was. Huh. I don't know. I... Maybe I'll I'll try and look that up real quick. Uh, um, yeah, great stuff, great stuff. Uh, Borderlands. I mean, shit. What do we say? I the first villain isn't really that memorable. No, but because you're just kind of trying to get to the the vault. the main villain was really in the shadows though. Yeah, come to find out in the second one. Yeah, he was kind of pulling the strings. We'll get to him later. Yes, he he deserves his own due. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I really want one of those masks. Yeah. One of his masks. Actually, I want a... Uh, a uh, what are they? Oh, God, I can't even think. My brain is not with me today. The bandits. I want a bandits mask. Yes. So bad. Be... Mm -hmm. um, last One of the last times before Comic-Con got shit on for this year, uh, I actually met up with... Uh, not met up with them, but ran into and met a group who were all cosplaying as... <laughs> Borderlands <laughs> Bandits. That'd be great. Uh, it was awesome. Um, I did run into a Lilith. Uh, I did see the Lilith at one time. I think Mordecai. I think he was the only of the of the Vault Hunters that I saw. So, um, but Lilith and, and, uh, was one. According to this, the pre-sequel's intro song was The Vine's uh, Black Dragon. Okay, The Vine's Black Dragon. And then what was Threes? I'm looking that up now. <laughs> I mean, hell, look up twos, because I can't remember the name of that song. Yeah. 
because uh, it's like something hero. Or the theme from Borderlands Three is by the Heavy. Put it on the line. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was a. It's a good song. It wasn't as memorable as some of the others. Uh, short change hero. Yeah, short change heroes. The Heavy again. Um, for Borderlands Two. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that song's awesome. Um, I actually had a. Uh, I I posted a meme or not a meme a video on Facebook. Of a, a big old cholo dancing, and he's supposed to be dancing to like Latino mm. music or Latinx music, but it's it's short change hero. He's doing he's dancing to short change hero. It's pretty good. It's actually a really awesome video, and it fits perfect. It's kind of like the the aerobics videos where you can put any song and oh, it just yeah. matches up. My favorite is still Dragula by Rob Zombie. Watching all <laughs> these aerobics people all happy doing the Dragula dance. Um, but uh, yeah, Borderlands. So, where do we start? I mean, oh. it's almost just a psychotic psycho trip through space. I it's, mean, it's the weirdest mishmash of pop culture combination and gameplay, right? Because the gameplay is very RPG MMO esque. Yeah, it's very it's first person shooter, but it's an RPG first person shooter, more like uh, Oblivion. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Elder I, Scrolls, not Oblivion. I was gonna say I definitely Elder. get a very Elder Scrolls vibe from it, the like an acid trip Elder Scrolls. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the Call of Duty controls and the Borderlands controls are the same controls. Huh. Uh, I didn't know I that. Didn't think about that. I went and played I, the first time I'd ever played Call of Duty was like I don't know eight years ago, eight nine years ago, and I had been playing Borderlands. And I, my friends were like, you got to play, you got to play, you got to play. I was like, I don't even know the controls to this. And you guys are playing a live match. Huh. Uh, jumped on it, the exact same controls for Borderlands. Yeah. So me and my buddy ended up first and second on this match that I had never played before on Call hmm. of Duty. And it was the same controls. That's pretty awesome. So I was just able to annihilate everybody <laughs> because I already knew what I was doing. Uh, the engine is a lot the same. Yeah. Um, the cell shading kind of gives it a more stylized. And then it and just it's kind of Mad Max on steroids. Oddly enough, it also has a somewhat Elder Scrolls opening for each one of them, wherein you're not a prisoner, granted. Yeah. So they, they you know, they cut that one out. But it's very much like a mysterious opening of like, why are you even coming here? Everybody immediately yeah. tries to kill you. Yeah, you're getting dropped off. You have like your initial kind of dungeon except more it's town under attack yeah um kind of thing and um, yeah and you just kind of left to navigate your way through from there right uh very much it's kind of like it's kind of like call of duty grand theft auto and elder scrolls had like a weird orgy one night and this is the bastard child that that came out of it yeah and I think the other thing I liked the most about it was that the guns just kept getting crazier. Oh, God. Especially when you get to, like, the uh, was it the pre-sequel or was it the uh, the second one with Excalibastard? Yeah, Excalibastard, I think, was the... S- pre-sequel. Yeah, I you're right. Because I remember you can jump. Yeah. Like, you do the super jumps to get to it. Uh, and you had to have a badass rank of 2,500 or better. Yeah. To get it. Which was easy. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially because I had the, the Handsome Collection. Mm. 
and uh, my badass rank carried over from two to pre-sequel. Yep. And uh, I was just able to walk over and grab it. Um, I can't even remember if it was that good of a gun. Uh, not from what I remember, but it's one of those, like, it's one of the first epic weapons you can get, yeah. so it gets overridden pretty fast. It's one of the first epic weapons that you can find. You mm-hmm. can't necessarily, because, I mean, if you start pre-sequel first, you've got to work that badass rank up. Yeah. And then uh, you can't, you can go see it, you can look at it, but that's all you can do. Um, you can't pull it from the stone or whatever the hell it's in uh, until you hit that badass rank, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one we are uh, let's let's start with the planet I guess we you you're yeah. on a planet called Pandora, which yeah is it's the planet for the whole series yeah uh, well until you get to three but yeah. we'll get to that later but even at that it's still like the most you go back important. to it the most yeah. um, so Pandora and all these corporations thought that there was going to be great like minerals and mining stuff for Pandora. And then turned out that it was just a wasteland piece of shit. <laughs> and they actually left all of their people. They just abandoned the planet with all their people on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those people were criminals who had been conscripted to work to work off their sentences. They just left them and which, they took over the planet. Which is essentially somewhat StarCraft-like in a way, too. Because a lot of the Marines... Also kind of pull yeah. it out of... Uh, history. Oh with yeah, Australia. Yeah, you say penal colonies. That's you know right. the penal colony idea. Um, that's never worked. No. Imagine that. Um, now we just have a. You know, I would love to go to Australia because you know what they don't give a shit about what your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's true. Actually, I would love to go there because I remember when I was younger. Nobody gave two flying fucks about your feelings mm-hmm. until I got to in my 30s. Yeah. And now everybody, everything is, is offen- offensive. Although, in Australia, they don't fucking care. Although, to be fair, whenever you live on a continent and in a, you know, well, continent country, same thing for them, uh, where and 95% on, of all the poisonous animals and everything right, live, like at this point, your feelings are the least of my concerns because there's a spider that can... You know, eat your face. Yeah. Uh, and oddly enough, uh, Gearbox, this game was made by Gearbox mm-hmm. and 2K Australia. Yes. And actually, if you look at the landscape and stuff mm-hmm. and the animals, you can tell there was a lot of Australian influence. Yeah. With with some of these these crazy ass animals. Uh, let's see. So we got the what are the corporations? Uh, Atlas, Hyperion. Doll, Jacobs, and, and uh, Torg. We got we got to put in Torg because I mean because we love you, Mister Torg. Yes, you Macho Man Randy Savage fucking look alike. Yes, I love you so much. Um, we gotta blow that shit up. Um, sorry, I just channeled my inner Torg. Uh, Torg, whose name is Mister Torg High Five Flexington. <laughs> played by Chris Rager. 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 Yeah, let's just call it Rager because it fits the character. Right, exactly. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, like, I don't know if you've seen iZombie, but Max Rager. Yeah. You know, just what it made me think of, uh, which causes all the problems. Anyway, um, so we have, uh, you know, okay, hold on. I've got to remember now the how the vault uh, even starts. So... 
I think, what was it? Typhon de Leon discovers a vault. Yeah, Typhon de Leon, which and, you don't even find out about until yeah, the third game. But it sets off the whole vault hunting craze. And there's this mythical vault on Pandora that opens once every 200 years. It's supposed to have untold alien riches and wealth in it. Yes, and it just so happens it's set to bust open any day now. Right, so you are one of four characters. You can pick four characters. Um, the first game... Uh, First game only had four characters, right? Right. Okay, so it wasn't until the second and the pre-sequel that had the downloadables. Yeah, because it was just Roland, Rick, uh, Mordecai, Mordecai, and Lilith. And Lilith. Um, Lilith was your siren with all the Uridium powers and mm-hmm. uh, the Firehawk, yeah. which actually comes about in the second game. Roland was your soldier, Mordecai was your sniper, and Brick was your basically your berserker. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, his main power was going into a berserker rage and punching you to death. Yes, punches. Um, and then later on with uh, Salvatore in the second game with the, the gun zerker. Yeah. I loved him. He was short. That dumpy little potato man. Yes. Yep. He, like, basically a dwarf. He was he was Borderlands version of a dwarf. Yeah, actually. Um, and I'm talking the race, not the people. Uh, you know, the mythological race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another, and, uh, another Tolkien shout out there. Thank right. you for that. Dwarves. So, uh, you land on Pandora. People immediately try to kill you. Ain't no rest for the wicked cues in. Yeah. You hear Mar- uh, an NPC character who you actually end up meeting, who's the narrator for all of the games. Uh, his name's <laughs> Marcus. <coughs> what is that bastard's last name? I don't know. Like... <coughs> All I know is that motherfucker and all of his rip-off weapons, well, he never rips you off directly, I think, because he knows, you know, that you're going to get out of the situation and come find him. Right. But, uh... No refunds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is definitely, like, he is aware of the Thuringi laws of acquisition. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Once you get their money, by no means do you give it back. Yes, exactly. Um, what is that fucker's name? And... Um, um, I mean, you see his vending machines all over the place filled with his, like, all of my merchandise was procured from the hands of dead adventurers. Right, yeah, yeah. I love that, you know. Uh, Marcus Kincaid. Okay. Kincaid. I should have remembered that. Right, uh, Marcus Kincaid, he is the gun dealer. He's your weapons guy. Uh, you go to him for ammo. You go to him for guns. You go to him for... Uh, I think bombs too, right? Yeah, because you can get rocket launchers and grenades from them, I think. Right. Well, I'm just talking about like the the equipping. Oh, I think because you can get the uh, grenade mods out of the ammo vending machines. But he probably operates the ammo vending machines too, just without his signature wit. Uh, Let's see, Marcus. And then you have one of the other NPCs is Dr. Zed. Yes. Uh, He's great. Um, Very... (laughs) Dr. Frankenstein-esque. Yes, Southern Dr. Frankenstein. Yes, very much so. Uh, <laughs> I'll save your gosh darn life. <laughs> yeah, I'll save your gosh darn life. And then in the, the pre-sequel, you meet the nurse, the weird Helga nurse kind of. Oh, yeah. Uh, Definitely no substitute for her. No. And in fact, I don't think Zed's been around. No, he doesn't appear in Again. Borderlands 3 at all, yeah. except for his vending machines where you can hear him say stuff, but that's yeah. it. Yeah, you know, he's not actually in it. Um, 
So anyway, you get you you land on Pandora. Uh, like I said, immediately everybody's trying to kill you. Even the creatures, you know, they immediately try to attack the uh, yep the slag the skags the uh, what the racks racks skags racks fucking racks they were like those bully mongs. Yes, but I don't think they show up until the second one. No, and eh, they get a good nickname from Hammerlock later, but what was we'll it? get into that one. Knuckle. The bully mong, the well. Well, uh, that first one you fight, and the second one is like Knuckle Dragger or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's his name. Um, and then, but Hammerlock, whenever he's trying to figure out a better name than Bullymong. Oh, yeah. He keeps getting denied by his publishers until finally he just goes, fine, I've had enough of it. Let's just call him Boner Farts. <laughs> yeah, Boner Farts. That's what I remember that mission. Um, so you are greeted by uh, kind of a voice in your head. Yeah. You see her. Uh, it's kind of a weird part of the game where they actually use like real actors and actresses mm. to like show this part of they the don't. game. Like it's weird. It's, yeah. And they don't sync up her lips like, you no. know, with what she's saying. So it's, it's like very Zordon Power Rangers esque. Strange where, random zoom ins and. Uh, right. Yeah. They do it later with Lilith. Yeah. And, and some of the others. Um, and the girl that got to play Lilith is just just doesn't fit in my mind. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if Kate Blanchett is going to be like who she's going to be in this movie. I was thinking like I'm thinking she's going to be Lilith. The only things I can come up with are Moxie or Lilith, but definitely not Moxie. No, she's not. Like I hate to say this, but she's not hot enough to be Moxie. Well, I mean, Moxie's like a living. Barbie doll, essentially. I know, and she's definitely much older than she looks. Because she has two very adult children. And the Tim Burton-esque look they give her in her dress and everything kind of makes me think Helena Bonham Carter can do it. Right, like... Yeah. I mean, she's got the boobs for it. Yeah, Moxie, the the sultry, femme fatale... Bartender. Yes. Well, who actually shows up in Borderlands 1 and DLC? Yes, Moxie's... Um, Mad Moxie's Underdome Riot. Right. Um, well, Moxie showed up before that too. I don't, I don't remember, remember Moxie. I don't remember her showing up before that, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I do know that I liked Moxie's look the best in the second game. Yeah, she looked the best in the second. This new one, she looks weird. A little bit. They, they were something really off about it. But anyway, so you're basically exploring. You find out all kinds of wonderful tidbits. You fight bandits. You find psychos and... Oh, yeah. Like, every every kind of walk of life that you would never want to run into, you'll find on Pandora. Oh, yeah. It is it is Where the Old West meets we, space. If we, could just, if we could just quote something else they seem to have channeled a little bit from, of never will you find a more wretched hive of, of scum, scum and villainy. villainy. Uh, I was actually kind of thinking of this. Kind of a Trigun feel to it. Oh, actually... You ever see Trigun? A little bit of it, yeah. Uh, yeah, very it. much Bash the Stampede kind of area. Uh, very Old West kind of feel to it. It does yeah. feel have like Gunslinger kind oh, of thing. Oh, it's definitely Frontier Justice. Oh, like yeah, Gunslinger. Red Dead Redemption kind of feel. Oh, yeah. Um, I said I said uh, Grand Theft Auto, but no, it's more Red Dead Redemption. So, Grand, but with Grand Theft Horse. <laughs> Grand Theft Horse. You know, with uh, you get buggies and... 
I do like that the the uh, the vehicles go up as you go because mm-hmm. I remember getting a car in the first one. Yeah. But the second one, it was a lot more fun, and then you can get a truck. Yeah. And, and then, then in the pre sequel, you get a bike. And then you get a weird hover bike. Yeah. Later on, and uh, very in much three. shades of speeder bike from yes from Star Wars. Uh, I feel like Borderlands really heavily leans and steals from other things. Oh, they do. I mean, I can but remember. But they take it and make it their own in the best way possible. Oh, yeah. They they call back. It's kind of like your abridged stuff. Kind of, yeah. It's just like a love letter to what came before. Right. With, you know, respect. Like, who was it? That one, uh, one mission you get in Borderlands 2 from a pilot named Loggins. Yeah. Whose mission is into the danger zone. Right, yeah. Yeah, where he's basically having you set fire to his comrades' volleyball nets because they yeah. kicked him out of the flight school. It's definitely, uh, yeah. It's definitely a, 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 a Top Gun mission. So it definitely turns into what if all these pop culture things had psychopaths instead of right? There's a, I mean, in, in the second game, and I've played the second game the most. Um, mm. In the second game, there's definitely a Ninja Turtles mission. Oh yeah, where you go into the sewers and you get to fight. Uh, Fight. Ralph and yeah. um, Leon, and you have and, to lure them out with a pizza. Yes, uh, yes. What was it something something gross? Uh, I do remember in the first game, they talked about the food they ate, mm. and it like I remember the roaches. I can't remember what they were oh, called. Yeah. They were the weird roaches, and they would eat them. Yep. And it's like, oh, that tastes just like this roach, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's gross. Um, there was one NPC character from the first game. I think he's one of the first ones you meet. And he gives you kind of a list of, like, a couple different missions. Yeah. And when you finally finish those missions, he's just decided to kill himself. Oh, no, he gets uh, killed by bandits. Oh, that's uh, right. T.K. Baja. Yeah, T.K. Baja. I loved that guy. I did, too. Um, I you do. find him hanging from his ceiling fan as it's on and, like, swinging yeah, around. Yeah, he's swinging around. Uh, yeah, T.K. gets gets. I hated that, too. I wanted him to survive. Right. Zed survives. TK didn't. <laughs> um, and the cool thing about it is, is I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just jump out of the first one because it's been so long since I've played the proper, the Borderlands well, proper. I mean, really, the first one is kind of... Just setting up for the second one. Essentially. I mean, there's not really a whole lot of character development, like, you know, because you're playing as the characters. Yeah, and there's who, no... You're, the, you're in the first set. Yeah, like, you basically meet vendors, and that's it. Yeah, the vendors. Um, and Tannis. Sorry, you get to yeah, meet Tannis. Tannis. Um, who else? And there were some other NPCs that you meet. The rest are like bandit leaders, essentially. Yeah. Scooter, of course. You yeah, Scooter. Scooter. Catch a ride. I'm wearing my Catch a Ride shirt today. Yep. That's um, because I knew we were doing Borderlands. R.I.P. Scooter. R.I.P. R.I.P. Tales from the Borderlands. You did go out like a boss, though. Riding a fucking missile yelling, Catch a Ride, as it goes back into the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Bam. So, uh... And then the Telltale game, I've, I've played just a tiny little bit of it. The Telltale game has one of my favorite um, Borderlands moments ever because I the, feel like it would have fit within the game. Is that the finger gun battle? Yes. Yes. The, the finger gun battle is ridiculous and over the top. Yes, it's awesome. But it fits so well. <laughs> and you can fail. Yeah. There are two outcomes to that battle. Uh, I, like the, I like the one where you win. That one's oh. a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. The, sec- the, the losing one sucks. But uh, 
It, well, it's not as fun. It's still the whole the whole scene is hilarious, and you can YouTube that. You can just YouTube that whole finger the finger gun battle. And it's funny because Patrick Warburton does a voice in that. Oh yeah, he does. I forgot about that. He also does a voice in another game that features Claptrap, which was a poker game. Really? Yes, because they oh, have that's right. They have one of the best exchanges that I can remember from that game is whenever you lose a hand to Claptrap, sometimes he'll rake in the chips and go, that's what happens when you screw with the clap. <laughs> and then you'll just hear him go, you might want to rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Claptrap. We meet Claptrap. Yes. Okay, Claptrap. He is very important. Um, if for no other reason, the fact that he is going to annoy the fuck out of you for four games straight yet somehow managed to play a crucial role whenever in needed. every one of them yeah um did you ever play the pre-sequel yeah oh yeah did you play as claptrap uh no i should have it was one of the hardest campaigns i've ever done because <laughs> his specials are so batshit crazy like there's one where you're just on a rubber duck bouncing around what yeah it's fucking crazy um better read down Start that tonight. Um, yeah, clap traps, and it's hard because his he's just so weird. Um, he's like the plucky. He's originally meant to be comic relief, but then they just decided that they made him too loud and obnoxious. I guess but they didn't change anything about it. And they no. just kept him that way. But they just made everybody around him notice the fact that he was loud, and obnoxious, and hate him for it. Yes, uh, the whole birthday mission. Oh, God, yeah. Claptrap's birthday mission is one well, of the saddest things ever. If you walk around just Sanctuary in the second game and you hear Claptrap talking to people when he's rolling by, every now and then you'll hear one where he's just like, hey there, Steve, and just be like, shut the fuck up, Claptrap. <laughs> Claptrap, he is so annoying. Um, Although he does get his own expansion twice in Borderlands games. The first one, which is the Claptrap Rebellion. Yeah. And then <laughs> the pre-sequel, which is the Claptastic Voyage. Yes, I forgot about the Claptastic Voyage. Well, I mean, like I said, in the pre-sequel, you can actually play as Claptrap, um, which is ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> so they get to the, you know, you play the game, you get to the vault, big one-eyed tentacle monster shows up, you know, yep. something straight out of a hentai. Uh, yeah, like uh, you say, Lovecraftian, also very, yeah. Hentai. Very hentai. Uh, you're just looking for dicks at the ends of these tentacles. Uh, <laughs> God. Thank, thank God there weren't any. Things that make you go blah. blah. Uh, and, you know, pretty much that's it. You know, there's yeah. there's no real grand payoff. No, you get a whole bunch of loot and followed by some expansions that are... Uh, well, Mad Moxie's uh, Slaughterhouse. Um, yeah, Mad Moxie's Underdome Riot. You Underdome, have uh, Dr. Ned's Zombie Island. Yes, I remember that. That was and, fun. And uh, General Knox's Armory. Yeah. Which Dr. Ned, as you find out, who only looks like he has a crude mustache taped over his mask. Yeah. His surgical mask is not, in fact, Dr. Zed. No. Somehow you kill Dr. Ned and you still have Dr. Zed. It's just like, hey, you killed my brother. Yeah, like, yeah. I forgot about that part. Okay. Like I said, it's been so long since I played the first game. Uh, actually, the first games that I bought when I bought my PS4 mm-hmm. years and years ago now. Right. One of the first games was the Handsome Collection. Oh, yeah. 
because I had Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel for 360. When I bought my PS4, I bought the Handsome Collection for PS4 so I could keep on playing Borderlands. Um, we should have introduced the episode with Handsome Jack's signature phrase. The, which one? Hey there, kiddos. <laughs> I should have. I really should have. I didn't even think about it. I didn't it. even think about it until just now. Right. Hey there, kiddos. Uh the he's, diamond horse butt stallion. He's such a condescending prick. Oh, he she is. That's what made Borderlands 2 so fun, was because you could piss him off in equal measure, but he would respond in the pettiest way possible. Oh, yes, possible. absolutely. Uh, you know, butt stallion. Uh, I just, I did love just pissing him off. I mean, even when he's trying to figure out what to name butt stallion, he comes back in on the radio and, you know, talking about just eating pretzels while he's talking to you. You're like, oh, these pretzels suck. Oh, by the way, I got a horse made out of solid diamonds. I'm trying to figure out what to name it. I was, was going to name it Piss for Brains in honor of you, but right. I don't think that's fitting. <laughs> Butt Stallion. Names it Butt Stallion. And then you see Butt Stallion later on in, like, uh, the, I think three. Yeah, you do. Uh, you can see Butt Stallion. And you also get to see Butt Stallion in the Bunkers and Badasses campaign. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Which, by the way, Borderlands 2... The characters they introduced there were my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I, except for one, Moxie turned out to be one of my favorite characters, and she got introduced technically in the first one. Yeah, but not much. Moxie, um, yeah, all the characters from two are probably the characters from two are probably some of my favorites, uh, especially with two being the first one that you get DLC uh, characters. Yeah. Not DLC missions, but DLC characters. Um, God, who were they? Krieg was Krieg. one, right? Yeah. Uh, was it Krieg or Craig? I can't remember. And Gage, who yes. is my absolute oh my favorite God. character. Gage I was fucking great. The Mechroman- uh yeah, the Mechromancer. Yes. Um, she was awesome. I loved Death Trap, mm-hmm. especially because once you leveled that son of a bitch up, you could just send him out and oh, he would yeah. clear out an entire area for you. You just have to pick off a couple. That's, she's actually the reason why in Borderlands 3 I picked Zane was because he had that drone oh, does that it? Okay. fights and that hollow Zane or whatever that you can also use. Yeah. But I'm like, he's basically just functioning like her mech did, essentially. Well, before even before uh, Gage and Craig, or Craig uh, you had your new list of Vault Hunters. So you mm-hmm. had uh, Amara? Maya. Maya. My, Amara's mm-hmm. the third, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you had Maya... Salvador. Uh, Axton. Axton. He was the rogue <clears throat> soldier. And my favorite addition to the Vault Hunter crew, Zero. Zero, yes. He was the one I started with when I played uh, played 2 this first time. I started with Zero. Uh, and the only reason I like Zero as much as I do is because they gave him the weirdest quirk I have ever seen in a video game character is that he speaks in haiku. He speaks in haiku, and his face are emojis. Yes. Um, but not like normal smiley face emojis. No, it's... They're like, yeah, you know, semicolon... Semicolon parenthesis. Parenthesis, like, yeah. yeah. It's it's, it's uh, exclamation point. Every time I see the exclamation point, I would think of Metal Gear Solid. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, like, they introduced hmm. uh, Gage and Oh, yeah. Craig. Which was later. Um, something that they, they they stopped doing for three, and I was actually kind of upset about it because I was looking forward to seeing like who the hell else they were going to do, but maybe just trying to make two new characters like that 
for the same game mm. was just too much of a, you know, insult. Yeah. You know, not insult, but too much of a pain in the ass when they could just throw the two new characters on to a new game. Right. Uh, Borderlands, I do know that uh, Borderlands 3 this year, uh, coming up, is getting ready to drop a DLC year two. Okay. Borderlands 3 year two. Damn. Um, excited for that. But let's get back to Borderlands 2. So, basically, it's the same damn game. Yeah, it's same planet, different areas, kind of. A little bit. Uh, you still kind of see some of the old spots that you yeah, went to. You but it's only... They, they only look different because Handsome Jack has fucked up the planet beyond repair. Right. Because he... The, the only thing that happened in the first game that's of note in the second game is when that vault opened. For some reason, Iridium became prevalent all over the planet. Yeah, Iridium. Um, they introduced... Uh, God damn it. I can't think of the crazy old guy who always hides behind the door. Oh, Earl. Earl. Earl yeah, Crazy Earl. Earl. Yeah. Uh, they introduced Crazy Earl. And actually, I do want to point this out, and I can't remember the guy's name, but in Borderlands 2... They put in, there was a super fan for Borderlands 1. Uh, and he died either of some disease or I like remember. a tragic car accident. Yeah. And they put him in to Borderlands 2. Uh, he shows up. He's in Sanctuary. Uh, back by uh, Earl's door. And when you talk to him, he'll give you something and you get an achievement for talking to him. Huh. I can't remember that guy's name, but he was uh, he was the first super fan who died, and they immortalized him in a game. There you go. So I thought that was too super cool of of uh, Gearbox and I agree. Two K, um, way to really kind of reach out and like make sure the fans know you're with them. Uh, that was really kind of kind of a feely, touchy feely moment. Yeah, for a game that really isn't touchy feeling. <laughs> no, um, they they have not a sweet moment in any of those games. Uh, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. Three, three definitely has a few. Yeah. So, all right. So we're getting into two. You get to the planet immediately. Everybody's trying to kill you again, except this time it's Handsome Jack. Oh yeah. And again, Angel shows up and is talking to you through this weird real person. On, uh, you know, a game. Right. Uh, it was very much kind of like throwback to, you remember Sega CD? Well, I'm just thinking. And those video. Well, the weird thing was like the 90s did a lot of those. There were some Star Wars games that featured yep. live, like motion. Yeah, live people. Uh, like you were what? watching a movie. That fucking game Ripper uh, had Christopher Walken in it. Oh, were, yeah. Like, real, like, and also had like. Uh, I forgot about that. God, was it Karen Allen? Like, uh, Marion Ravenwood from Indiana Jones. Is that? I can't oh, remember. Uh, um, damn it. Uh, yeah. Um, I think you're right. But, yeah, and... Like, Allen, definitely Allen. Like, they... And Paul Giamatti was also yeah. in that. Yeah, like, it, it had an all-star cat, but, like, they started doing that for a lot of games in the 90s. And right. It, you're, you're exactly right. It does feel like that. Right. It's just this weird... Because I remember playing through Sega CD... And there was this weird one where you're like, you're in a house. And people are trying to come in. And I don't know. I can't remember exactly. You got to set off traps just as these yeah. invaders, home invaders come. Mm -hmm. um, and if you miss, you die, whatever. You got to start all over. 
Um, it was really weird. There was a, there was like a, a rat one where you're flying around in the sewers and you got to take out like super rats and the guy that talked to you was a real person. Uh, I don't know. It's just very weird. It was a... Yeah. It's one of those things that just kind of make you feel a little funky. You're yeah. Like, Wait, this is very off-putting. Right. And it's weird it's to kind of see jarring. it in the middle of gameplay. Right. Like you very highly cel-shaded, very cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got a real person showing up in like a rip in the screen, basically. Which is even more fucked up when you actually meet that character. Right, because then you meet her as a video yeah. game character, cel-shaded. It's like, why? Why? I don't understand. Because they do it with Lilith in the third game. Right. Um, they totally do it with Lilith. Uh, and it's it's still off-putting. It's still like, why, why do you keep insisting on putting this in there? And then the moment they don't do it, I'm going to say something about them not doing it. Right. Like yeah, they, exactly, if they yeah. don't do it for like Borderlands Four, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, they didn't do the thing." Um, but okay, so you got you know we ran through the characters, and here's where things turn interesting. And you actually, if you've played the first game, it starts building upon itself because all of the characters that you could pick from from the first game are now NPCs. Yeah, they're they're the resistance leaders against Handsome Jack. Yeah. Um, Handsome Jack, who is the CEO of Hyperion, mm-hmm. um, which you delve into in the pre-sequel and how he became the CEO of Hyperion. <laughs> Through a very good explanation of the difference between choking and strangulation. Right. Um, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of, I was watching some show, uh, it might have been iCarly, and they're trying to, one of them's trying to figure out the difference between a shiv and a shank, and one of them goes, well, what do you need it for, cutting or stabbing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like... It was definitely choking and strangling. That's what it made me think of. Um, so, the first one you meet is... Uh, it's not Roland, is it? Mm, you meet Roland in Sanctuary first, yes. Okay, so you meet Roland. He sends you off to go find the Firehawk. Yes. Which turns out to be Lilith. Yes, who's been faking her death from a raid from Hyperion before. Yes. By Wilhelm. Yes. Yeah. Wilhelm, who, which is even more interesting because Wilhelm is like the second biggest bad in the game. Yeah. Because um, even when you fight Handsome Jack, he's not near as hard as fighting Wilhelm. And honestly, if you do all the side quests true, yeah. leading up to Wilhelm, Wilhelm, you just walk right through that, that oh, boss yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah, it's um, like a hot knife through butter. Yeah. yeah. I have a bad habit. Borderlands is actually the game that got me to do all the side quests mm. that I could do before continuing on. I would play Borderlands and just sit there for hours doing side quests and actually had somebody go, well, what's the whole point of the game? I was like, oh, I can do the the story mission if you want, you know? Yeah. And I went and did the story mission. It's like, why don't you just keep doing that? Well, you get stronger by doing these other ones. And when you go do the story, you just spank its ass. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like it's, it's the rule. You right, know? you like know? It's RPG rules. You, You've you got to be overpowered to fight the bosses, you know? Not even that, like, you just need to be prepared because getting your ass beat in Borderlands is not fun. No. By any um, measure. It's like... Especially because the the technology that brings you back to life is owned by Hyperion. Yes. And they make fun of you every time you die. Um, yes, which is really funny to me in the second game because Handsome Jack is CEO of Hyperion. Right. And, and you know, he could just stop it. Kind of, although Angel's in control of it. So she is the one who's keeping you alive, essentially, even though... 
Well, actually, I don't even know that because when Handsome Jack gives you that mission later on to kill yourself. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, like, you can either kill yourself or you can back out at the last second. Yeah. Either way, he makes fun of you. One, for actually doing it, which he pays you. Yes, he does. Way. He pays you good money for killing yourself. Uh, and makes fun of you because he's just like, now you're my bitch. Yes. You know, or second Something one, where if you don't do it, he's just like, oh, couldn't do it. You pussed out. Oh, way yeah, to go. yeah. Either way, you get made fun of. Uh, in fact, Tyree and Troy do the same thing. That's there's a mem- that, yeah. There's a mission in the third one. That, uh, that they do the exact same thing. Um, so, and then you meet, the last one, I know the last one you meet is Brick. Yeah. And you, you find out that Brick took control over a bandit camp. Yep. And is the leader of this bandit camp, which perfectly makes perfect sense. I mean. Oh, yeah. He, it's just absolutely, it's like, yep, yep, I could see Brick doing that, yep. Uh, and Mordecai's just their drunk-ass sniper. Yeah. He's, he's the one you meet third. Well, you do. Uh, there is something big that happens to Mordecai in the yeah. second round. He loses his bird. Yeah, Bloodwing. Bloodwing. God, I love that bird. Uh, so useful in Borderlands One. Yes, uh, he was the first character I played with in Borderlands. Me too. Um, mm-hmm. And then I did Roland, and then didn't really stick with anything else. Uh, but in, in Borderlands Two, I have a campaign with everybody. Everybody, mm-hmm. every one of the characters has. A campaign that I've run through. I've run through the game from start to finish at least six times. More than that, because I know I have a couple of zeros for some reason. And I have a couple of uh, gauges. Uh But, uh, yeah, I've run through that game so many times. It was kind of like my default if I'm bored. I jumped into Borderlands. uh, Borderlands 2. I remember me and my roommate, we would play the fuck out of that game. and We couldn't beat... (laughs) The, the warrior at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so we co-opted it huh. on our own. You know, we co-opt, we connected. Yeah. And finally beat it, and now I can spank the warrior. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, uh, you know. That that fight was amusing. Spoiler alert, it's a dragon. Um, Essentially, yeah. Just like, a giant dragon. Who um, has a very obvious weak point on its chest that Handsome Jack keeps telling it not to expose. Right, so you basically he's just basically giving it to you. So uh, the story actually starts building on itself. Yeah. You know, here are the four original Vault Hunters for Pandora mm-hmm. that you could play. Now they're NPCs doing their own thing. Um, Roland is the leader of the Resistance against Handsome Jack. Yeah. Um. Then you have a, a rescue mission. Uh, and once you rescue him, you uh, he ends up dying. Yeah, which is... He gets killed. Yeah. I don't remember how. Uh, Handsome Jack. That's what I thought. Shoots but, him in the back. Okay, so it was just Handsome Jack. Another thing is, I remember they kind of had it from the first game. Like I said, the first game is the one that's the weakest in my mind. Yeah, because it's the one I played the least. Oh, it, yeah, but they, but they didn't really have much development on anything in the first game, right? From what I remember, um, and I do remember they they added corrosive damage. Yeah, in the second game, um, what was that weird purple one? Oh, slag, slag, one of the most useless upgrades. I mean, it I ampl- still don't know what it does. To it this amplifies day. all your damage that you do. It, it like, amplifies damage. It like okay. doubles it. At Okay. Um, Slag. It it can be kind of useful, but at the same time... Did they have Freeze in the second one? The Cryo? I'm wanting to say... 
Did they added that in a pre-sequel? I know it was. Yeah, I... Okay. Pre-sequel actually had a, a couple of, of game game things that, that I liked. Which? With the jump, mm-hmm. where you could jump. Uh, that was nice. Which is kind of funny, because I thought pre-sequel, I loved it. Because I... I just enjoyed Handsome Jack. I got to get more Handsome Jack, yeah. which I was fine with. But I thought Borderlands 2 gave me enough development for him because I'm like, he's just a narcissist asshole who, right. thinks, who thinks he is the best. He also thinks he's the good guy. He yeah. thinks he's the hero. I mean, he's even building monuments to himself as new cities. Right. Which have some of my favorite quotes are from that section of the game from him. Which ones were they? Um, what was it? When you start destroying his statues with that loader bot? Yeah. And he's just like... Oh, no, see, I get why you destroyed that statue. It's because it showed me reading a book, and books offend you because you can't read. You, <laughs> it's just like, you bandit jackass. You know, and then he'll cut out, and then the next one is just like, all right, that's it. I'm going to make a new statue of me kicking you in the junk. <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, get used to that one. I'm going to commission like 15 of them some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a narcissist. And then the pre-sequel is basically just his backstory. Yeah. Like, the whole pre-sequel is just his backstory. Where he actually did seem like a good guy in the pre-sequel. Well, I mean... For the first two-thirds of it, maybe. Well, I mean, even from the beginning, from the get-go, when you save him from, uh, what is it, Doll? Yeah. Is it Uh, Doll that they're fighting in the second one? Yeah, remnants of him. Yeah. Mm. Doll, uh, even when you save him, he's like... Over here, jackass! You know? Hey, are you going to help me? Kind of shit like that. It's just like, oh, fuck. God, he's such a dick. (laughs) Because he lets people live even though they try and kill him anyway. Right. You know, like he's... He enlists the help of Roland and Lilith and they backstab him. Yeah. Because, well, Moxie is fully aware of the fact that he has this whole other side of him that he's not trying to let out but will if he gets more power. Oh, God. Um... So, yeah, they're completely aware of the fact that there's something else about this guy. But when you see him through the game, he's like, he's not near the monster he was by the time two rolls around. Right. Like, I don't know. Like I was saying earlier, I I hated Tyree and Troy, but not near as much as I hated Handsome Jack. Yeah. Like, I was excited to be able to kill them mm-hmm. when once those missions happened towards the end of the game. But not as much as I enjoyed killing Handsome Jack I mean, and the Warrior. I was happy to get rid of the Calypso twins because I did not... They annoyed me more than anything. They annoyed the hell out of me, but I didn't care about them either. Right. It's like, they're even when you get their backstory of their upbringing on Necrotefeo right. under their father, you're like, yeah, even at that, like he, he wasn't exactly abusive. He was just trying to protect them from the rest of the world by kind of keeping them on that planet. Right. He didn't abuse them. He didn't do anything. It's just like they were just like the power of being a siren went to their head. Right. Like, I don't know. You know, and then they wanted to unleash all that, like hell on the universe. Like there's nothing redeeming about them whatsoever. Not that there is about Handsome Jack either. Right. It's just, he's funny. Yeah. At least he's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a funny narcissist. Um, so in, in Borderlands 2, uh, Wilhelm, one of the big bads you got to fight him. He's basically just a human head on a big robot body. Yep. Um, and then in one of the, the uh, DLCs is like a Wild West town 
the uh, sheriff. Is no, sheriff. she's she's part of that just regular game. Is that part yeah. of regular game? Yeah. Okay. But Nisha, I, I don't know, I've played that so many times, is is uh, the sheriff of the town, that, t- that area's town. And Handsome Jack's girlfriend. And Handsome Jack's girlfriend. And then, uh, I just love that Handsome Jack hates Claptrap and has commissioned all the Claptraps be destroyed. Yep. Because that's the whole point of the Claptastic Voyage yeah. uh, DLC in the pre-sequel was you go into Claptrap's mind to find his source code. Yeah. So you can in turn Jack, like, that... Jack is so happy at the end of that. Yeah. Claptrap, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand Jack's viewpoint on Claptrap. He, he gives me a headache. Right. But at the same time, I wouldn't hesitate to pick up a Claptrap pop figure, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I, and I hate to say this, but Genesis used to watch me play Borderlands all the time. Mm. I probably shouldn't have let her when she yeah. was younger like that. But at the same time, this world sucks. And for me, hiding stuff like that from people, from kids, mm. it's just like it was more important to me to tell the kids there's adult stuff and there's kid stuff. Mm. You're going to witness both of them, but you can only do one, you know? Right. Right now, you know, at this point in your life, mm. you can only do the kid portion of this. Yeah, I can see that. You know, it was... Because I used to have friends yell at me for cussing in front of the kids oh, all the yeah. time. It's like, how could you talk like that in front of your kids? Because my kids know not to talk like that. Because they know that's adult language. Yeah. That's not kid stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, growing, you know? up, growing up in southern Indiana, I can't remember a point where I wouldn't hear people cuss around me. Right. Like, like I, you know, no matter what age. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina <laughs> until I was 10. And my dad was a firefighter. And he might as well have been a fucking sailor. <laughs> you know? Um Reminds me of a good quote from my dad. The dad, you cuss like a sailor. No, son, I cuss much worse. <laughs> hey, one of my best friends, he, she posted on Facebook. It's like, uh, I speak, I speak sailor with a construction dialect, and it was just all these Ooh. different like. <laughs> Damn, I speak fluent one. sailor with a construction dialect and a, a something else. It was pretty funny. You know, uh, what's, you know what's kind of funny about that though? Mentioning like. Language isn't really an issue in Borderlands. It's like mostly violence, but they never they don't really cuss a whole lot. I'm trying really? to think of anything. Like they, I know they do. They do, but it's not much. It's not, yeah, it's not like, near as let's much. Let's just put it this way. For a 30-hour game, they still squeeze in less cuss words than your average Scorsese movie. Right. God, I think Scorsese makes a, a point to try to get the F word in there as many fucking times so as like possible. like 417 right, or something like, like that in Casino. Stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, you're right. I don't remember them cussing all that much. They but there's really a lot are. of gratuitous violence. Um, I do remember somebody saying something about fornicating with your corpse. Yeah. Um, but then again, I think that might just... Because a lot of the voice actors and stuff are Australian. Like a lot of the bandits, just the regular oh, bandits yeah, and true. the psychos and stuff, they're you Australian. Can, you can catch that accent. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Especially in the first game. It's very, very prevalent in the first game. Mm. Um, and I, I love the Aussies because, like I said, they don't give two shits about your feelings. Like, watch, uh, watch, uh, I can't remember which Gabriel Iglesias stand up, but he talks about going to Australia. Mm. And it's like, uh, he goes out on the beach and he's like, oh, I look, we got to push him back in the water. <laughs> oh, crikey, look, he's crying. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they don't give two shits. About about your feelings. 
And I would love to be there. Be there. Oh my God. Oh, you know, it used to be like the good old days in the eighties, nineties of America, where just because your feelings got hurt doesn't give me two shits about my day. Oh, right, because like somebody's gonna turn around and immediately shit on your feelings real hard. Right, like you, you always got back what you gave in kind. Oh yeah, definitely. But anyway, uh, I love I love when you kill. The bandits and the psychos and the ravengers and all those. Mm. Not ravengers. That's from a different thing. Right. Uh, when you kill them, sometimes they say some of the most outlandish, silly-ass shit. Yeah. My favorite from from three so far has been, If I die, my chili recipe dies with me! Yeah. As somebody's dying. Um, which is actually a Tiny Tina mission later on. You gotta go try to get this guy's chili recipe. That's right. Um Tiny Tina gets introduced in the second one. God, I love her. She was... 14-year-old munitions expert. Yep, playing with explosives. Uh, and electrocuting bandits at tea parties. Oh, yes. Uh, and very much worried about uh, her badonkadonk. Yep, which uh, are just gigantic missiles. Yes. Like that's <laughs> yes. Um, her best friend, which I think is just a can. Yes. With a top hat. It is. Um... Tiny Tina is amazing. Yeah, and actually she has that uh, Bunkers and Badasses expansion that's yes, all about that's her. her. That is... Crumpets, when you find out what a uh, crumpet, she finds out what a crumpet is. <laughs> it's, it's also really heartbreaking, though. Oh, yeah. Toward the end of it, when you figure out why she's actually doing that, like that story that she came up with. It's, yeah. Because Roland's dead. Yeah, and Roland was like her only father figure. Right. And so she was just, like, mourning his death actively, so it was actually kind of a... I didn't like that. I can't remember <clears throat> the head you get for that, because you get a head mm. for that. Um, but I remember I liked that head. In fact, what I, when you said heads, it reminded me of the fact that you can get a Minecraft creeper head. Or no, not a creeper head, but it's a Steve head for Minecraft for your characters. See, I, don't know, I don't know Minecraft in my life. In the Caustic Caverns, there was a secret area that you could go to, and you could shoot through blocks because mm-hmm. they were Minecraft blocks. And oh, nice. if you defeat all the creepers that come out, and they still explode like they do in Minecraft, oh, nice. then you get like a special skin, like a, huh. a head, so you can be Steve walking around from Minecraft. I'm going to have to go back and look at that because I thought yeah. I had done everything for Borderlands. Yeah, too. YouTube it because it's out of the way. Like, Is it? you got to... You gotta go look for it. Yeah, I don't think I would have ever found it had I not looked up Easter eggs one time just to see what I'd missed. Oh, there are Easter eggs galore in in Borderlands. Oh, yeah. Um, One of my favorite ones from the third one was Rackman. Yes. Which is just basically Batman. Can't you find... And you can get his gas gun. Can't you find his... um, what was it those echo logs? And doesn't he give the I am the vengeance? Yes, I am yes, the knight. Yes, that's yes. oh, amazing. I am Rackman. Rackman. Huh? Yeah, like it, pop culture references. Oh yeah, then, like, galore. and they change it just enough to not get sued. Yep. Like it's just enough to not get sued. Uh, I'd be I'd be surprised if there wasn't a Brady Bunch reference in there. Um, I mean, if so, I... Like I said, there was a Ninja Turtles. I think there's been a Rick and Morty. Probably. Um, That'd probably be in the third one. Yeah, I'd be in the third one, if anything. Uh, So, hell, I... 
I don't even know where I mean, we're at because we're just kind of talking. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to get off topic on these games because there's so much crammed into them. Who else? We met Ellie yes. in the second game. Scooter's met- sister and Moxie's other child. Right. I don't know who's older or who's younger, but I do know that Scooter was sent away because he kept trying to come on to Ellie. Yeah, but when you <laughs> when you find out part of the reason why that is, they're they're the classic like when you meet Ellie and figure out she doesn't sound anything like Moxie and she sounds like Scooter and you find out when she starts that uh what was it that Guild War clan war between the Hodunks and Yeah, the, the uh, Hodunks and the um the Mc, uh, the uh it's the Irish Zapford. one. Zapford. Yeah, the Zafford. The Zat yeah, the Zafford. Something clan. like that. Um yeah, when she starts that, the Hodunks because the reason why Moxie left the Hodunk clan was because they were going to turn Ellie into what they called the clan wife, <laughs> which she knew of, but there was definitely a very heavily implied incestuous vibe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which, It's worse than that one time when my mom called me with my sister and she said I had to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scooter. God. You won't take me alive, you robot son of a bitch. I still love that. We just like... And if you do this favor for me, I won't kill you on account of you hacking my catch-a-ride system. <laughs> oh, Scooter. And see, when we got to the, the Telltale series when he died, I didn't know the Telltale series was, like, canon. Yeah. And so I didn't realize he was dead, dead, until you you were actually like, oh, no, he died in Telltale. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. Because you can find, like, Ellie has, like, a memorial kind of thing for her brother yeah oh i was at least happy she survived though because right she was just as funny like and can i say i'm happy about my mad moxie because god bless the mad moxie cosplay (laughs) all right god the moxie cosplay is fantastic yes it (laughs) is oh my god Oh. I always tell my wife that she would pull off a great Mad Moxie. I can see it. It's like, uh, yeah. She would be a great Mad Moxie. Oh. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. Like we, So the characters they introduced and the ones they gave us back, we just went through. Kind of ran through. We yeah. got Roland. We got Mordecai. <laughs> we got Brick and Lilith. Yeah. Um, Lilith kind of becomes, after Roland gets killed, becomes the de facto leader of the... Yeah. Crimson Army. Which... Crimson Raiders. Given Lilith's power makes Handsome Jack the most formidable enemy you've really ever had in Borderlands because he can tame a siren. Yeah. It's like, had the Calypso... daughter is. Yeah, had the Calypso twins come along, you before, know, before he died, he probably would have shut them down. Here's something else. One of the things that you can go around and find, one of, like, you know, you're going to 100% Borderlands 2 are the Cult of the Vault symbols. Yeah. So they start building the Cult of the Vault early. They do. They started planning out the Cult of the Vault in Borderlands 2. Because you there I remember where a bunch of those symbols are. And you get I think you get XP, maybe some gold Mm -hmm. for finding them. Um, you don't get nothing major, but it's one of those Easter it's one of those hunts that you gotta find. Right. If you're gonna hundred percent the game, you gotta find all the Cult of the Vault symbols. And they even kind of give you an idea, too, that, you know, death 
for their villains might not even be that permanent. Right. Um, um, whether they exist as part of that Hyperion new U system or the fact that Handsome Jack's con- consciousness does exist somewhere. Right. Um, you kind of get a little bit of that in uh, the Handsome Jack heist in the third game. Yeah. There's definitely... I, I kept waiting for him to fucking just pop up. I was hoping. Um, Admittedly. I know they said, like, he's dead, he's not coming back. I'm like, you can bring him back, you know, if you want. Just yeah, if you want. Make him, um, like, a Negan from The Walking Dead, like he's helping you now, as opposed to anything. Begrudgingly. Yes. You know? I- exactly. Kind like of Hannibal Lecter in the cell. Yeah, he's very much like, this is the way the world works now, I'm just going to go with it. Right. Um, in fact, did you know they got a Negan series now? It's actually called Negan Lives. Oh, really? Yeah, Negan nice. Lives. Uh, and, huh. Well, they ended board, or ended that. Ah, off topic. Yeah. But uh, one of my favorite things is when you beat this second game, you get, you know, you get the game plus mode where everything's harder, you get better gear and shit if you run through it a second time. But you can get Handsome Jack's face. Yes. As a mask. You can actually use his face as a head. Um, I loved that. Uh and, and if you interacted with certain people, they'd freak out. Yeah. Like, if you went up to Moxie, Moxie would say something about your face. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we go to the pre-sequel? I guess so. We've kind of been bouncing around and kind yeah. of getting a lot. Because when, I mean, honestly, you can't talk about one, well, or with it, two, without talk, Handsome Jack, without talking about the pre-sequel, because it's kind of like... The How pre-sequel, he got to where he was. yeah, makes a little more sense because he starts off as just a low-level Hyperion programmer. Yeah, as they mentioned, who's trying to guard their moon base on Elpis from. Is it dull? I thought it was the uh, the space station because yeah. it's a big H. Oh like yeah, Hyperion. it's their their Hyperion space station, but it's hovering around Elpis. Yeah, it's yeah, it's in orbit around Elpis. Um, and the majority of Elpis, or majority of the pre-sequel takes place on Elpis. Yeah. I know you get to Pandora several times, but... Uh, so, the reason the pre-sequel is interesting is because you have... Here are your... Are they even vault hunters at this point? No, they're just like hired guns that he brings in to help protect the space station. Okay. And you have Athena, the Cyrus... Er, Athena is the gladiator. Yeah, the gladiator. You have Nisha, who is a gunslinger. She was actually introduced in Borderlands 1, the secret armory of General Knox. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You were right. Um, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I couldn't. I wasn't sure either. And then you meet Nisha. Yep. The lawbringer. The lawbringer. (laughs) Wilhelm. Yep. Who is far less cybernetic in that one. Yes. I mean, you definitely get the sense that he's obsessed with it, though. Yeah, it's like an addiction with him. Um, yeah. That, that kind of body modification and making himself... Yeah, They kind of did it with Futurama and Hermes. Yep. When Hermes kind of turned himself into a robot, and they actually just took all his actual pieces and put Hermes back together. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here are these all basically all these villains, with the exception of Claptrap. And Claptrap's a villain in his own right. Um, he's less of a villain and more just an assault on your ears. But uh, here are all these characters that you essentially kill. Yeah. In two. With the exception of Claptrap. And Athena. 
or I, I guess you don't kill the two, um, the hell you call them, down DLC characters. Oh, yeah, Timothy and Well, I take uh, that back. Aurelia. Aurelia, the Baroness, you do. In three. You kill her in three. Aurelia? She's uh, Hammerlock's sister. Yeah. Oh, shit, you do. She was the one you kill on Eden 6 yeah. or Eden Prime, something like that. Something like yeah. that. And Jacob's estate? Yep. Wait, I thought that was Jacob's sister. Was it Jacob's sister? I thought it was Hammerlock's. I can't remember. Oh, it was Jacob's sister. I It could be. I'm going to look that up, make sure I get my facts straight now. Um, oh, there are things about three that I love. Um, long story short, you basically, with the pre-sequel, you basically get Jack to his CEO position and find out why he wears a mask. No, it's, it's Hammerlock's sister in three. Yeah, is it? She, so you kill her. So four out of the six playable characters die. Right. Uh, and Timothy's <clears throat> the only one. Timothy and Claptrap are the only two that, that survive. Uh, it rhymes with Jimothy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, uh, one reason Handsome Jack hates vault hunters is he has the vault symbol etched into his face with a laser, which is why he wears the mask of his own face. Yeah, when Lilith punches through that artifact and yeah, yeah brands it to his face on accident. Well, uh, I don't think it was an accident, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck Handsome Jack. So we get to the Telltale series, and I'm going to let you talk about the Telltale. Yeah, I think you've done more of the Telltale series than I have. Um, in fact, I know you have. It was... Uh, it's weird. To the point when I started three, I forgot who Reese and Vaughn were. Yeah. So the weird part about the Telltale series was it's very much set in the aftermath of Jack's death when people are trying to figure out what to do with Hyperion next. Yeah. So, uh, God, Reese is trying to work his way up, become the next CEO. And over the course of it, winds up screwing over his boss, voiced by Patrick Warburton. Yeah, I love that. Um, and kind of realizing that there's something a lot bigger at foot. So, you know, you get introduced to the existing resistance that's happening on, um, Pandora because Zero's there. Oh yeah, he becomes him and Reese become friends. And Vaughn, uh, is also that nerdy programmer who becomes a bandit leader later. Right, Uh, just in his underwear and a sheet. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And then, um... I can't remember the other characters. Like, they don't really... I don't remember them. There was a couple of girls. It was sisters. Yeah. Um, and they were con artists. Yeah, I can't remember... I don't remember if they go anywhere afterward, though. Um, like, you know, like if they show up in Borderlands 3 at all. I don't think they do. Fiona. Um, let's see. Fiona Reese, Vaughn, Sasha. But basically, uh, Reese winds up stumbling into a bunch of, well, random things that essentially get him to a point where he has a lot of cybernetic parts. Mm -hmm. And one of which he takes, I think, is an eye that has Handsome Jack in it. Oh, yeah, okay, I remember that. So Handsome Jack plays a big role, eventually to the point of whenever you're... Like, finally figuring out how to contain anything. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look up something about Reese so I can get a good idea of where it ended, because I didn't quite make it to the end. 
Yeah. But I remember you get a choice, basically, of Handsome Jack. Like, you kind of have to beat Handsome Jack all over again, except it's all in Reese's mind. Um, but you get the choice of whether or not you destroy Handsome Jack or not. And he's basically begging for his life that he doesn't want to go back into oblivion. Huh. Like, he kind of knows what it's like. He um, remembers. Yeah. Uh, see, Handsome Jack... Oh, man. I was glad when they did some DLC with the first DLC that dropped for Borderlands 3 was the Handsome Heist. Mm. Yeah. It was just, it basically just, seeing the the hologram of Handsome Jack berating you especially kind of brought me back good memories, you know? Especially when he scans your bank account when you first try and walk in. It's like, nope, you're too poor to fight these robots. Right, (laughs) yeah. Like, he is the perfect asshole. Like, he was funny because, like, I, I don't know. It was funny almost because he felt harmless in a way. Like, you right. knew you were going to kill him. Right. You knew there was no way he was walking out of this. So everything he did, you're just like, it was just more fuel for the fire. Right. Like, I'm going to make sure this, you know. I'm going to get this asshole when it's his time. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. Like, otherwise... If he were an actual person, there would be nobody on earth who would ever love this man. Like So kind of like Donald Trump. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Although mean, Donald Trump has his cult. Well, he has kids. Like they love him. Mm. The other It's some weird well, I mean, rednecks that arguably any like cult behind a politician that you could argue is more in it for themselves. Like he's going to bring things we want. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I can see that. Arguably. I don't know how much of it's legitimate love. Cause even they don't like some of the things he says. It's just, right. He'll, you know, so I don't know. No, oh, he's going to win. That's, uh, that's just, yeah, hopefully not, but you know, it's him or Biden. And Biden has sniffed one too many people. Like, <laughs> You make a fair point there. I'm just hoping that if he does win, we get a whole lot more Joe Biden ice cream memes. <laughs> if you see the one, it was like Montana looks like it's Joe Biden sniffing Idaho. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I saw that yesterday. Damn, that's... I'm not saying Biden's the better choice. They're both pedos, but whatever. Ugh. Yeah. I'm when did the s- presidential election start being the shiniest of two turds? I mean, when there's, Mitt Romney ran. I was going to say there's there's precedent for right. it, for it going back at least 40 years. Oh, uh, Nixon. <laughs> right. I was say Nixon was the beginning of that downward spiral to turddom. Like uh, people respected Eisenhower. People liked Kennedy. Lyndon Johnson, not so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it was then. Late and 60s. that was our politic corner. We'll be back to our regular schedule. Borderlands. Uh I swear to God, if Handsome Jack were a real person, he would run for president, and I'm pretty sure this country would elect him. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, I would hate his guts. Oh, but, I would too. You know, there's... I would be I would be strangely in awe of Butt Stallion. Oh, that would be great. A presidential horse, Butt Stallion. Butt Stallion, a diamond horse. Yes. Um, who is a moving, breathing horse. Made of uh, diamonds. Made of diamonds. Mm-hmm. Um... But, uh, okay, so let's get to the one that we've both played the most recent. Yeah. You've actually gotten farther on me because 
My PlayStation will not let me play games. Downloaded or hardware, it, you know, or disc. So it just shitty. Will, it, it'll let me play Blu-rays. I can play DVDs. It will not let that that game drive fires up and it shuts off. So weird. Uh, I don't know what to do to fix it. Um, I, I just want it fixed. So, yeah. Because I have games. To, I have games, man. I have games. I'm trying to think of... Because, yeah, you still haven't finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. I haven't finished Remake. I haven't finished uh, <clears throat> Jedi The Last... Right. Or the, uh, uh, Star Wars Jedi. Fallen the, Order. The Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, and I haven't done any of my DLCs outside of the Handsome Heist. Yeah. I, I've done all the DLCs, which... Because I haven't even gotten to do the one I really want to do, which was Love, Guns, and Tentacles. I forgot because we didn't mention Hammerlock. Yep. Like, we mentioned his sister a little bit for the pre-sequel and Handsome Jack's full descent into madness. Yes. Before ceremoniously being murdered. Either by you or by Lilith. Because if you wait long enough after you beat the warrior, Lilith eventually is like, I'm tired of waiting, and she just kills him. Huh. Yeah, so I I sometimes let that happen because I feel like Lilith's got a little more skin in the game than I do. Right, I mean, Handsome Jack did kill her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, and ruined her life for years. Yeah. Forcing her to hide out in a frozen tundra being worshipped by bandits as the Firehawk. Yeah. That's that's a fun mission. Where yeah, you have to go kill the cult of the Firehawk. Yeah, because they're sacrificing people to me. And Lilith is like, I'm kind of flattered, but this is getting bad. Yeah, I'm flattered, but yeah, they're killing people. <laughs> yeah, because it's, I mean, that I think that's the funniest thing about some of these characters is they're not exactly good people. No, not at all. I mean. Like, they're, they're definitely on the side of right because they're trying to stop Hyperion from getting their hands on the vault and, in turn, mega weapons. Well, it's kind of like, they, they kind of remind me of it. Have you seen that video, the, the, the definition of chaotic neutral? Huh. It's an it's a actual video. It happened in real life. It is a security cam footage of a bodega in New York. All right? There's these two kids, skateboarders, all right? Mm-hmm. One of the kids goes up to the desk, to, or to the counter, and has the clerk, like, distracts the clerk, while the other kid starts filling his backpack with snack foods, like chips and, and stuff. The kid at the counter looks over and sees a guy coming in, takes off running around one of the aisles. Guy comes in with a shotgun to hold up the bodega. The two kids that were stealing the candy and the snacks sneak around behind one of the aisles. They use a skateboard and shove it up to distract the gunman. Come around him, jump on him, throw one of the uh, the, the displays down, get him to drop the shotgun, hand the clerk the shotgun, and run the fuck out of the bodega. <laughs> and it was just what it means to be chaotic neutral. They saved this bodega's, the shop owner, and his money but at the same time, they were robbing it themselves. So that's fucking classic. It's very much that's what these characters feel like. It's like they will stab you in the back, but so, they'll also save your life. You know? Yes, that's exact. That's one hundred percent what these characters are. And that video is also justification that D and D is real life. God right? damn it! Like at least the uh, distinctions between. Every time that video pops up on my Facebook, I watch it and I share it. I'll have to share it again. I. Gotta love that. I showed it to the kids the other day. That's hilarious. It is. It's funny because one of the kids, like, 
they jump on the guy and knock him into the counter because he doesn't see. They hit him from behind, and he so he goes forward. The other kid grabs one of like the chip displays and just like slams it down on him. <laughs> he drops the shotgun. One of the kids gets a hold of it, hands it to the bodega guy, and then they run the fuck out. It's great. Pretty brilliant. Oh yeah, it is brilliant. I wouldn't press charges. Yeah, like honestly, I said that to Randy the other day after we watched it. I was like, honestly. Fuck it, those kids earned that shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's the best way to describe Borderlands characters, though. None of them are necessarily bad, but they're not necessarily good. They're either. not exactly in it for the greater good. They're in it for themselves. They're vault hunters. They're trying to make money. Yeah. They are there. It's a job. Um, like, you do get pulled into like crusades and stuff. You fight for the yeah. Crimson Raiders and, and stuff like that. Handsome Jack is definitely the villain. Oh, yeah. Um, Tyree and Troy are definitely the villains, um, especially when they kill Maya. Oh, fuck them for that. I hated that. I was not happy. Um, no, I I hated that, but at the same time, I was... Uh, the Sirens aren't my favorite. No, I never played as one. I, I, I don't like I playing as the Sirens. They're not my favorite, and there's a, been a Siren in every game. Hmm. You A playable Siren. Um... They all have different powers because Lilith yeah. was fire. Because Maya's, what was Maya's? Maya's was like void or something like that. Like it was. I can't remember. Right. It, it was, was some kind of yeah, like kind of like a black hole and pull them in and yeah, yeah, you can shoot at them. Um, Angels was weird yeah. because when you find out she's a siren and Handsome Jack's daughter. Which that mission, that backstory mission in three. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever did that. The. Uh, when you find out why Handsome Jack hates his daughter so much. Oh, I don't remember. I know I did uh, it because I remember. You find a bunch of these echo logs that basically detail what happened to Jack's wife. Oh, so yeah. basically, um, I think his wife or Angel, one of the two, got kidnapped. And Jack was trying to negotiate a ransom to get them back. And Angel gets so distraught that her siren powers activate and she takes an auto turret and guns down the room that they're in essentially like the only survivors are herself and Jack and Jack's wife is dead because of it. So, yeah. So every time he makes reference of what, you know, you should have seen what she did to her mother. It's like, yeah, yeah, but it's not her fault. Right. Um, kind of very much like, uh, Beverly. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah. You know, uh, less incestuous, but thank God for that. Uh, it could have easily have gone that way. Yeah. If you wanted us to hate Jack even more, they could have made it incestuous. Yep. Instead, he plugged her in, pumped her full of iridium, and basically to where she ever got disconnected, she would die. Pretty much. Um, Which is... And then she ends up going against your father and helping you. Yeah. Uh, in the second one. which And she wants to die. Yeah. So... We're trying not to give too much away, but at the same time... Giving you an understanding of the game. Yeah. Games. Like, what an, <laughs> what an asshole Handsome Jack actually is. Yes. Uh, and there can only be six sirens, if I recall correctly. Really? At, in existence at any point in the universe. Huh. So. Is that right? Because you had Troy and Tyree, and then you had Maya, Amara, Lilith, Tannis, and that little girl. So Maybe that was seven. seven. Uh, or wait, hold on. The teenage Wait. girl? No, because she only gets her powers after Maya dies. Oh, that's right. And when that's when you find out in 3 that 
whenever one siren dies, their powers transfer to another. Because Maya always said that that girl would be the next siren after her. Oh, that's right. So yeah, it yeah, there are only six sirens can exi- that can exist at any given time. When they die, their powers pass on to another. Huh. Yeah. So kind of makes you wonder what happened to Lilith. I know, because Tannis inherits Angel's powers. Is that um, right? Is that where she got her powers? Yep. Angel. I was kind of like seeing that coming. I was like, is Tannis a fucking siren? And yeah. like, cause she kept doing some weird shit. You're like, go give her this thing and she'll fix it for you and charge it up. And I'm like, how the fuck are you supposed to charge this up? You're supposed to use Uridium. Aren't sirens connected to the Uridium? And it was just like, oh, Tannis is a siren, huh? They weren't hinting at that the whole fucking time. Which is funny because I think it was always rumored that sirens could only be female. Yeah, and then Troy's a siren. Yeah, but only because he was born. They were Siamese twins, weren't they? They were attached. That's why Troy is missing his arm. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. So they had to be separated. And Troy can only survive by leeching energy off of... Irene. Yeah. Is that? Yep. I thought... Was the other way? Because Troy is the leech. Or well, hold on. He has to feed off her. Let's see. So does that technically make them one or two? Two, I believe. I don't know though. Huh. I'm because, gonna get back into the lore of that. Because Troy fucks up the entire siren thing whenever he absorbs Maya. That's right. I remember that. Because when he dies. That's when the other girl gets her power. Maya's power. Huh. So, See, I didn't really care. Like, when they killed yeah. off Maya, I was like, ah, it wasn't Lilith. You know? Right. <laughs> and even in the first game, I didn't care about Lilith. Mm. It wasn't until the second game that she was the Firehawk and an NPC that I was like, yeah, I like Lilith now. Uh, and so, and then Lilith and her big self-sacrifice... Uh, towards the end, at the end. Um, so, yeah. And, well, it's not until 3 that you find out the whole reason behind these games existing in the first place. Because the, you know, or the vaults, anything like that. It's because of the Iridians. The the technology, all this is based around that gave humanity the capability to travel the cosmos, is the Iridians. Yeah, the Iridians, they, the, the they, aliens, the guardians. Yeah, they're the ones who built all the vaults, but you don't know why until number 3, whenever... Tyrene and Troy, who were raised by the original Vault Hunter, Typhon de Leon. Um, are, I love all the Typhon walks. Yeah, those are great. Started off as a humble turd farmer and worked yeah. his way into being the first and really best Vault Hunter because he figured, figured out all the secrets of the Iridian homeworld with his wife. Right. Um, you know, like, he found out everything and then tried to make sure that nobody could ever replicate his work. Right. Um, I will say this about Gearbox, and I'm glad that Gearbox has a hit with Borderlands, because fuck Overwatch yeah, for what they did, because they released the, because Gearbox had a game coming out. Battleborn. Battleborn, and uh, Overwatch already had their game out, and Overwatch released a lot of shit the day Battleborn released. Just to fuck over Battleborn. 
Um, so, fuck Overwatch. I've never played that game. Yeah, I would say you want to hear me lose some nerd cred real quick. Go for it. I didn't like Overwatch. Nice. Good. Yeah, that's uh, my my nerd value probably or gamer value. I should say just plummeted. <laughs> like, um, although I've never really been big into those. I don't. Yeah, I didn't find. I it, played the Division for a little bit. I didn't find Overwatch being fundamentally that special or different right. from the other types of those games that came before. Right. And um, once again, I'm right now. I'm in the negative on gamer value. So <laughs> to the point where I saw that Battleborn was like four bucks at Walmart. Yeah. Like fuck Overwatch for that. That's that was fucking petty and cheap. And I'll never play Overwatch anyway. So whatever. Yeah, I, I'm not. But that was my rant on Overwatch and, and doing. But Doing dirty. I mean, I get it. They're competitors, and yeah, you know, what is it? It's Overwatch Blizzard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Activision Blizzard. Yeah. They're, okay. Fuck Blizzard. They, Blizzard's had a lot of missteps here lately. Uh, uh, I guess one of the big things is like, I guess they've been fucking up left and right here lately, so they decided they were going to drop the like yeah, Diablo Four right. shit. <laughs> Everybody just basically flipped them the bird. Pretty much. <laughs> It's, Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, bow down to, bow down to China, you know, like, like China's interests, and then turn around and give us Diablo. It's like fuck you. We're not going to drink this Kool Aid anymore, right? And Overwatch Two. Is, sorry, Overwatch. I've been waiting for for Diablo Four forever because I played the fuck out of Three. Oh yeah, and Two. Two still has a following. Oh yeah, Two uh-huh. is good. Like my last ex and I played the shit oh. out of Diablo Three. <laughs> It was weird. It was one of those that I wasn't yeah. expecting it. Uh-huh. And she was like, hey, have you ever heard of Diablo 3? Fuck yes, I've heard of Diablo 3. Right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, off tangent. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of want to get into this DLC for 3. Or Well, we got to get into the characters. Yeah. We haven't even gotten into the characters. Uh, because my one of my favorite characters was an addition into this game. Jacob three, yes, Wainwright. God Wainwright damn it. That man is lovely. I love him. Yeah, he was great. So, uh, did we mention? Did we mention Hammerlock in the two? Uh, we, I, I did a little bit ago. Okay. So Hammerlock, who is uh, big game hunter, is it a game hunter? or Is he more like a zoologist? I think a little bit of both because he has a lot of rifles that he really loves to give away. Yeah, like, he's yeah. very much a hunter. And then when you go on his ship, when you're on the Sanctuary ship, Sanctuary 3. And the very much based on a old British gentleman on safari. Yes, he's very much based on that. Kind of Alan Quartermain. Still one of my favorite clap- Alistair Hammerlock, Alan Quartermain. Whatever. What was it? He And his hatred for Claptrap is legendary as oh, well. Oh, yes. The, I'm so sorry for that. I... But whenever I hear Claptrap speaking, I feel my brain cells slowly committing suicide one by one. <laughs> right. Yeah. By the by, Volchunter, let Claptrap go first. Yeah. Oh, that's better. <laughs> yes, everybody hates Claptrap, yet Claptrap's always there. Yep. Claptrap's like if everybody hated R2-D2. Kind of, yeah. If everybody hated, like, if they would have let, because originally R2-D2 was supposed to talk. Yeah. I feel like if R2-D2 talked, he would be Claptrap. He would, actually. 
I don't think but people would have liked him. But because he whistle and whir or whatever, everybody loved him. I don't think anybody would have liked him near as much right. had he actually spoken. Um, I actually can't stand C-3PO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Apparently a lot of people can't stand the guy in the suit either. So Yeah, that's probably yeah. where my hatred of him comes from, is the guy in the suit's a prick. Yeah. Um, because even the guy that was originally R two D two hated the guy that was C three PO. Yeah. Um, and there was a little guy that that was in R two D two for those of you. Kenny Baker. Uh, he died recently. Didn't yes, he, he did. A couple years ago. Unfortunately, so. Um, and then Grant Imahara, who was doing C three PO now, had an aneurysm. He was. He was in the suit. Really? Yeah, he was doing the the original guy was still doing the voice, but Grant Imahara was actually in the suit. Damn. And he had an aneurysm and died. 49. <sighs> yeah. Mythbusters. He worked on uh, Eagle One. He worked on a lot of stuff. Well, like uh, yeah. the, the the mech that we made that actually beat Japan's mech. Yeah. That was Grant Imahara's baby. God. Yeah, we lost a treasure there. We really did. R.I.P. Grant Imahara. And Adam yeah. Savage, if those shit about you is true... What? I hate you. Oh, yeah. Adam Savage has got a bunch of allegations right now. Oh, no. Right? Like, there goes my Mythbusters. Really? What the fuck, man? All that was good and wholesome in my life is just going away. Next thing I'm going to find out is Mr. Rogers was had his own private island next to Epstein's. And that's just going to fucking tear my whole childhood apart. I, uh... Yeah, okay. I did not see those. Yeah, God. Randy told me about them when, uh, when it happened. Yeah, they just keep coming out of the woodwork, man. Okay. Right, right. For fuck's sake. Still okay. got Jamie, though. That yeah. wonderful mustache of his. Yep, walrus. Put a walrus in a beret and you right. bet. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Heineman. <laughs> and they all worked on Star Wars together. That's how they all met. Yeah. You know what's... At ILM. We're going to swing this one. ILM should do Borderlands stuff. Actually, <laughs> if, I mean, if they're doing a movie, fuck it, let's do it, right? Right? Like, uh, I don't even know who would who would optioned it. I know it's about. I know Kate Blanchett is signed on. Basically, I... We still haven't got to the characters of Borderlands 3. No. <laughs> the only one we've mentioned is Wainwright. Wainwright. And he's not even a playable character. No, but I'll be goddamned if he's not one of the greatest. Oh, um, yeah, he's great. Let's, who were the playable characters? It was uh, Zane. We had the, Zane. Flack? Flack, I love Flack. Amara? Uh, yes. Mozzie. Mozzie. Moz. What does... She had the Iron Bear. Oh, yeah, see, I... She was a gunner. That's right, she was the mech person. The gunner, and then Amara was the... She had the the arms, the, like... Yeah. The, uh, what is that? So... What is that Indian goddess? Kali. Yeah. The multiple arms. Yes. Uh, I only played a Zane and Flack. I've played Flack. Um, I haven't had a chance. My, yeah. my, my PlayStation fuck did, went weird, wonky, and I haven't been able to do much else. Um, I did manage to beat the game, at least. Yeah. Uh, before, uh, and I did get the, the first handsome, the handsome heist beat. Um, and I was going to do the Twitch. I was going to Twitch yeah. Love, Guns, and Tentacles, and God, I never I got a chance one. to do it. I should probably do that. Like, the <laughs> it's funny. Guns, Love, and Tentacles almost has a... Uh, like Wainwright kind of being possessed kind of reminds me a little bit of Zool. Nice. There is no Wainwright, only Zool. 
I mean, it reminds me of that a little bit, but it's very Lovecraftian. The whole thing is. Let us let's bring this up too. Um, that whole DLC is uh, Hammerlock and Wainwright are getting married. Yeah, which is fucking great because they were two of my favorites. So. Right, um, Hammerlock and Wainwright. Uh, I do remember when you meet Hammerlock, he talks about various boyfriends of the past. Yeah. So you do know that Hammerlock is gay. Right. Um, but then he meets Wainwright Jacobs, and it's love at first sight, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, because you don't even get introduced to Wainwright until, like, halfway through the game, really. Right, yeah, like, and you actually have to go to that planet. What is it? Uh, is that Eden, Eden 6? Eden 6, yeah. Yeah. And even at that, like, when you first get introduced, you, like, the first thing you see him doing is blasting a bandit out of his house with a shotgun. Yeah. At point blank. And then he's just like, oh, yes, my beloved Alistair said you are coming. Yeah. You know? <laughs> wait, and then I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, beloved Alistair. Well, wait, that's Hammerlock. Fucking all right. Let's do right. this. Hammerlock. Like, uh, I'm getting... I had no problems with it. Um, I know if my dad watched it, he was throwing a fit. Uh, but that he... was great. Oh, my God. And the... I was really wanting to play that expansion because it brought back my favorite character gauge gauge oh yeah um i mean gauge and her robot are back in full glory oh death trap yeah nice oh yeah but she's a wedding planner that's her Mm. that's her role she plans the entire wedding she found the planet with a dead you know eldritch god kind of thing on it and and didn't realize there was some kind of murder cult behind it but you know they you can't figure out everything from Yelp reviews. Right. So it's, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, the four playable characters are great. Like, Flack is f- amusing. Flack uh, is definitely, he's a robot beastmaster. Yeah. Who has no emotions, mm. but still tries to care for these animals. Yes. Like he has emotions. It's kind of funny. And I always used, uh, I've always heard the stag's the best one, but I always had the uh, the monkey. Yep. Um, because it's first he has a pistol, and then he has a shotgun, and then he has tactical gear and a machine gun. That's hilarious. Um, so you basically have like this fully armored monkey walking around shooting the shit for you. Um, and I was just I I loved that. Um, I am. Uh trying to think zane i loved him mostly because of the fact he's definitely very heavily irish so he talks like with all that yeah just calls everybody boyo yeah nice you know and is always up for watching the batshit crazy outcomes (laughs) where he'll call it out like i don't think this is gonna work out for you boyo but i'm gonna help you anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it turns it turns into one of those see i was gonna run my next campaign with zane because i did Flack first. Oh, it's worth and, it. And uh, I almost picked Zane over Flack, mm-hmm. but when I found out you could get that monkey, I was like, I gotta have the monkey. <laughs> like, and if Zane is to be believed, his middle name actually is Ferocity. <laughs> Zane Ferocity. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, so I didn't get to play, like I said, I didn't get a chance to run through it more than once. The only DLC I got was uh, the handsome stuff. Well, Halloween. They had the the Halloween stuff. Oh yeah, the what was that called? Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> that mm, that one. Um, they did have that. That was kind of like a light. Everybody got that one. Yeah, everybody was able to get that one. But the season holders got 
the handsome heist and then love guns and tentacles yeah tentacles guns love and tentacles and then uh, so, whatever the new one is can we talk about the fact i mean we've already have talked about it but the fucking calypso twins yes God damn it. Tyrene. Is it Tyree or Tyrene? Tyrene. Tyrene. Tyrene and Troy. Yeah. What a douche name. I mean. I've never met. Well, I. I say they could have named him Chad or Todd. Right. Like. Like, Yeah. Todd. Todd. Yeah. My name's like. George George Carlin's great bit about that. Right. (laughs) Which he also made fun of my name during that same bit. So. Chuck and Larry will kick the shit out of a tall. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I have a really good friend named Todd, and he probably beat the shit out of anybody that came at him. Right. Um, but uh, he was he was raised differently. <laughs> uh, he was one of those that if he lost a fight, he got in more trouble if he lost the fight. Ah. So uh, I've had a couple friends like that. They got in more trouble if they lost the fight. Yeah. Um. He's one of those. Uh, silly dude. Good guy. Give you his shirt off his back, shoes off his feet. Don't fuck with him. Especially <laughs> if he's drinking. He'll knock you to Saturn. Uh, and I've seen him do it. So he's like a real-life Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kind of. Like in terms of not fucking with him when he's drinking. Right, yeah. yeah. You don't you don't mess with that boy when he's drinking. Uh, he doesn't do that much anymore. He's a, he's a, I saw him today, actually. Yeah, he, uh, he actually brought his daughter over. Nice. Um, I'd only seen the kid like twice. So she we get to play. My wife loved her. <laughs> my wife was in bed. She uh-huh. was lay awake, but she was laying down. And uh he she didn't know he was coming. So I took the baby and just like dropped the baby on her. <laughs> I mean the baby's a year and a half old. So like Yeah. You know, the baby you know, it's not like I threw the baby at her. I just yes. kind of put the baby on her. Yeah. Um and she freaked out for a half a second, realized what was happening and complete yeah. girl, you know. Oh yeah, immediately like baby oh you know. Um but uh, yeah, Todd. So back to Troy and Tyrene. Um, I don't know which one I hate the worst. Um, honestly, actually, I do. I hated Troy. I do too because he was the douchebag cameraman, right? For her douchebag on-screen persona, After- they were they were every like think of the worst YouTubers that you know, TikTokers, TikTokers, YouTubers, whatever. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. I, the most annoying ones you can think of. Because it's clearly what they were supposed to be. Yes, it was absolutely what they were supposed to be. Nailed it head on, too. I hated them. Um, not as much as I hated Handsome Jack. I just wanted them gone. I wanted to get them out of the way. Yeah. I, I you know, Handsome Jack was at least entertaining. Yeah. Whereas there was no redeeming qualities about Tyrene or No, Troy. they just released their shitty Net videos that were... Full of the jump cuts and poor edits you find in right. the, those YouTube personalities that, for some reason, are incredibly popular anyway. Right. Um, I yeah. think it has. It's like the Howard Stern effect, where like everybody, like you either loved him or you hated him, but everybody listened anyway. Fair enough. Uh, I'll give it that. Because you know why? If you hate him, why do you listen? To see what he's going to say next. Yeah. You know, one of those kind of things. Um, I don't know. There was just nothing redeeming about the two of them. And when they were dead, I was like, all right, now I can actually play this game. And not only that, Troy is the first one you kill. Oh, and yeah. he's extremely easy. Yes. Like, was... he's not even a bot. Like, and I should have gathered that that was the case because whenever you get introduced to Wainwright on Eden 6, mm-hmm. there's a whole segment of the game where Wainwright 
just fucks with Troy. Oh, yeah. He just mouths Troy that entire time. Shoots at him, hits him, you know, just continuously outwits Troy at every turn. Uh, up to the point where you don't think Wainwright's going to make it through this game. Oh, yeah. Like, I was totally like, dude, he's going to get killed. And he never did. And I was like, ha fuck that little bitch boy. But even at that, uh, Wainwright is talking to you on your echo the whole time that he's fucking with Troy. Oh, yeah. Where he's just like, don't worry, Vault Hunter. I think I can keep this guy occupied for, oh, I don't know, a couple more hours. You know? <laughs> you know, and you'll hear like a random shotgun blast with Wainwright like laughing. <laughs> Wainwright was amazing. Uh, of the new characters they introduced, Wainwright Jacobs is probably one of my favorites. I gotta say, him and Hammerlock together... It's fucking couples goals, man. Oh, like, yeah. They're great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I loved that whole mission in the uh, in his mansion where you're running through his mansion. Yeah. The Wainwright man or the uh, Jacob's mansion trying to do stuff uh, and you end up fighting Aure- Aurelia. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I didn't even think about that until we brought it up here. And I was like, yeah, pre-sequel, four of the five you kill. Or four of the six you kill. <laughs> yep. Kill two-thirds of the characters from the pre-sequel. Yeah. A lot of people don't consider the pre-sequel an actual game. Really? Um, because, didn't... one, they're not Vault Hunters. Ah. Two. Um, well, you still go into a vault, though. Yeah. Two. No, I think they are Vault Hunters, actually. He hired Vault Hunters to come help him. Mm. Um, but they, they're all villains that you fight later. What is that? I have no idea, but eh, whatever it is, it definitely sounds like a uh, horror movie about ready to happen in here. I was going to say, it kind of sounds like something trying to mimic a frog croaking. Yeah. And actually being more terrifying. Or slowly scratching at the door, like, don't worry, I'll go take a look real quick. And then right, like, ah. Allow me to just go ahead and break one of the rules from Scream. I'll be right I'll back. I'll be right, I was getting ready to say the same thing. I'll be right back. Uh... I don't know what the hell that was, but it was unpleasant. Hello? I'm not seeing it as soon as I open the door. I'm not lingering around to look. Right. <clears throat> I've seen this movie. I get stabbed in the face. <laughs> right. So, um, like I said, I'm really bummed that I haven't been able to play. Uh, I do know if we get another Trump change text, uh, Trump change check which is what I called the first stimulus check, <laughs> right. Trump change. If we get Trump change too, I'm either going to get a new PS4 so I can play my games and port everything over that I've already got saved. Cause I got a, yeah. well, I got a dis, uh, separate hard drive. Right. And so uh, everything's on it. So I got to play anything. I have to make sure it's plugged in. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to get another one. And I might get a slim model oh, and go. just plug that thing in. But, uh, I don't know. This is one of those series that is just near and dear to my heart. And I don't even know how it got there. Like, I don't know how this became one of my favorite game franchises ever. I think it was just with all the quirky humor, all the... It's kind of like a nerd's delight for pop culture references. Kind of. And not to mention their own humorous spin on them, to a certain degree. Hyper-violent. Yeah. Uh, There is a Tiny Tina... I mean, Tiny Tina's comes back. Even, yeah. I loved, like, they have a whole mission of her breaking Mordecai. Yep. Um, which is on Eden 6, which is yes. the 
as the, if I recall correctly, the correct team of experts that Wainwright hired. Yes, they are the correct team of experts that Wainwright hired. I thought they had some stuff on Pandora, too. They do. Because it's where a you little, get the chili recipe. Mission. Yeah, it's a little side thing later. Uh, Tiny Tina, who is also about them ladies. Oh, yeah. She is, uh, she's also about 10 years older, isn't she? Yes. Something like that. Um, yeah. I think the whole, the whole game is like 10, the whole thing is like 10 years later. Yeah. Um, so she's actually an adult, which was weird when I right, first saw she's her. She's still like, small and she looks like tiny Tina, but she looks right more shapely and like, yeah, you know, not like a little kid. She's definitely a woman. Yeah. Um, which made me feel funky. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, uh, Typhon de Leon. Typhon DeLeon was great. He was an amazing addition. I um, swear to God, if they ever do him in movie form, Danny DeVito. Yes. Um, because he is that short potato man. Yes. He's very much like a Salvador-esque character. Right. Um, God. Honestly, let's, let's, let's speculate on this movie. Kate, the only thing we know is Kate Blanchett has signed on. That can mean fucking anything. Yeah. Although, if I had to bet my money on it, it'd be Lilith. Lilith? So, they probably definitely, if they if it is Lilith, they're probably definitely going with the first game characters. And Eli Roth is doing it? Yes. Yes. So, you okay. know it's going to be... It'll be hyper-violent. Psycho-violent. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eli Roth, oh my god. Have you ever seen a... I, I don't know how much Eli Roth you watched. Are you talking about, like, The Green Inferno? Yes. Yeah. Have you and, seen it? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it several times. Yeah. I think I watched it six times in a week. Uh, I, and I showed everybody that came over to the house that movie. <laughs> this is when I was in Louisiana. Uh-huh. We just stumbled... Me and my roommate just stumbled on it. I'm like, The Green Inferno, isn't that an Eli Roth movie? Yeah, isn't that about cannibals? Yeah, let's put it in. And everybody that came over after that had to watch that movie with us. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it several... I think I actually own it. Uh, oh, yeah. Saying Blanchett will play Lilith. Nice. That's not just speculation? No, according to this article, that's uh, what it's supposed to be. May 5th, 2020. This is when huh. this article came through, so... Yeah, that seems about right. That's when I heard about the movie. I have no doubt that Eli Roth can do hyper-violent. I've seen The Hostel. I've seen Green Inferno. I've seen some of his other stuff. Uh, Green Inferno is probably my favorite. Uh, I just don't know how he's going to... Like the Mad Max style. Because it is very Mad Max-ish. Yeah. But it's more bright. Like, they've got brighter colors. Well, I think that's another thing, is it kind of almost looks... The game's very bright. It's a bright game. It almost looked like a comic book. Yeah, definitely. Like, like definitely that comic so book shaded comic booky kind of thing. And it's so outlandish, too, that you almost have to make sure that this movie is a parody of itself. Right, you, and you know, this movie can't take itself seriously. Because no. Borderlands doesn't take itself seriously. No. Like no, this, no. this game does not take itself serious. This game franchise, and I think it's one of the things that's made me, like kind of endured it to me, yeah. is that it doesn't take itself seriously. Uh, you're supposed to have fun. That I mean, the when when the bandits die, my chili recipe dies with me. You know. Oh yeah. And like, there I've even heard mom jokes. 
Oh yeah. That's what your mother said. You know, yeah. I've I've heard like it's the they make a point to make it funny. So yes, it's hyper violent, and you can watch the blood splatter. You can take somebody's head off with a gun, sh- you know, with a headshot. But at the same time, it's basically bas- telling you hey, this is all in good fun. Yeah, it's a game. Calm down, you know. Is it kind of weird that I almost kind of want to see Ethan Hawke be Mordecai? I can I, see that. I don't know why. I he'd never do it. The last I, time I, the last thing I saw him in was the the remake of the Magnificent Seven. Wasn't he, he was the, the sniper? Cajun. Yeah, he was the yeah, sniper Cajun. There you go. The Cajun sniper. Maybe that's why I'm thinking that, but I think he could pull off the facial hair that Mordecai has because it's very much the Mordecai's steampunk as hell. He is. He's very steampunk. Yeah. Uh, the Rock is brick. Oh God, yeah. That's a no. That's a slam dunk. John Cena is brick. Actually, I like that better. Yeah, make yep. him a little dumber. Yep. Yeah, he'd be a perfect break. I'd love, love to hear him just, all right, slab. <laughs> uh, I think I, when I played the first game, I know I did a brick run through. I did Mordecai, and I know I did brick. I don't know if I did Roland. Which sounds bad. I'm trying to think. Um... Uh, who for Roland? Huh? I said, who would Roland be at this point? Oh, I'm thinking um, uh, Denzel Washington's son. I can't remember his first name. Sounds awful, but he was in Black Klansman. He's in um, Tenet, that new Nolan movie. Oh, that guy. Yeah. That's Washington. Denzel Washington's son? Yeah. No shit. I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's him. Holy hell. I was thinking Donald Glover. Is it David David Washington? I don't know. Uh, I was thinking Donald Glover. I've never watched Community and have been recently shown a bunch of clips of Donald Glover's character in Community. Uh Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, the whole part where he's screaming that his friend introduced him to, uh, and, like, got LeVar Burton to show up. Yep. And he's screaming, I never wanted to meet him. I just wanted a picture. You can't disappoint a picture. <laughs> I just lost my mind when I saw that. I was like, I need to watch this fucking show. I love the way Dan Harmon talks about Donald Glover. He's like, whenever they were on set for the first few seasons of Community, Dan Harmon would always be like, Donald's going to be the first one to leave because he's going to be too big for this. Well, like, even my my... Yeah. My podcast gods, the last podcast on the left. Yeah, they were friends with him when he was still doing comedy clubs. He Jesus hung out man. with them, and they said it was like six months later they never saw him again. Oh yeah, like, like he just shot superstardom. Well, it was funny because even Dan Harmon's like, I think he's just never found anything to fail at. Like he right? just everything he does. He's a, he's is a just rapper. I love gold. Childish Gambino. Yeah, he's got some great stuff. He's got um, great comedy. Um, he's got super funny. He can do serious. He can do it all. I mean, he he created that show Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. which is incredible. Uh, him and uh, there was another. My uh, bird. Uh, so shit. given, yeah, I call mean, him Bird Luger, but it's not his name. Get, I could see him bulking up to play Roland. I'd fuck it. I'd allow it. it. Right. It was funny because whenever a few years ago he was just like, "I'd love to play a Black Spider Man." I'm like, "I'd like you to play a Black Spider Man too." You like, could totally be Miles if you want, dude. Um, yeah. You were already his uncle. 
right? Fucking uh, let it happen. Aaron, that's you know, the prowler. S- that's all I gotta say is just let it happen. I, I recently watched uh, Into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. again. I gotta say, it still holds up. It's my favorite, and it's only a few years old. It holds up. Yeah, of course it holds up. Right. Um, it's my favorite Spider-Man. So of all the movies that have come out, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Into the Spider Verse beats them all hands down. Mm. So um, it's John David Washington. John David Washington. Yeah, I was close. Uh, yeah, his dad is Denzel. I did not know that. But now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah. They kind of sound alike. Do they? A little bit. They have that similar cadence that they carry in some of their movies, that, like, rhythmic, yeah. If he's anything like his dad, he's going to be amazing. Hey, he's already got a Nolan movie under his belt, so he's got to be something good. I need to see that. And Black Klansman, he was amazing in. I never saw Black Klansman, but I have a problem with... uh, You should definitely watch it. Spike Lee. I... Spike Lee is one of those, like, I... The whiniest bitches in Hollywood? I have only come to appreciate his work more over the years. It's just every time he makes a movie, he whines about it, and it drives me bonkers, and it makes me not want to watch it. Mm. He does nothing but whine, and it just drives me crazy. Um, It's like, if you didn't whine so much and bitch... I might watch your stuff. But again, I'm not his target audience. Mm. Uh, in fact, I've been mistaken for a racist just because at one point I was shaving my head bald because I'm bald. Oh, yeah. And I got, you know, oh, I thought you were a white supremacist. It's like, no. Yeah, no. admittedly, being bald is a, you know. I hate that that, that it's they a go ris- together. That's it's why a risky grow, look. That's why I have the Picard. It's oh. so I'm not, you know, that's why I've got the Captain Picard, so I'm not mistaken for that. And I'm pretty sure that girl. So get get this. I mean, if you want to go back with the John David Washington and The Rock in the same movie, it wouldn't be the first time they worked together. What did they do before? Uh, the HBO series Ballers. Oh, I forgot Ballers. About that. Nice. Yeah. Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> right, there you go. Like, did a three-episode series on Ballers, I think. No, 100% So, yeah, I got to say, it would be, I, I think he'd be a great fit for Roland, actually. Yeah, John David Washington. Denzel's I mean, child. I can see that. If we were going to be honest, like, the actors they'd probably toss it around between, if I had to guess, would be Michael B. Jordan, John David Washington, and uh, Chadwick Boseman. If only because they seem to be, like... You know, because Hollywood still has that inclusion problem, so they kind of still cycle between the, the same, same ones, yeah. the same like black actors a lot. Not I that I have Tenet, a problem though. with it, because I want to see Tenet. It looks cool. Because I like the premise of it. Michael B. Jordan, the only, the only bad mark on his career is that Fantastic Four movie. Well, he's got an anime on Adult Swim. Really? Yeah, Fuck. it's a, a mech one. Okay, that'd be pretty. Yeah, badass. He, it's him. See, um, God, Maisie he was, Williams. He was so fucking awesome as Killmonger. Oh yeah, he oh, was amazing as Killmonger. God, yeah, honestly, he wasn't bad, Johnny. No, it's he, just that movie was terrible. Yeah, the rest of the movie was god awful. He um, was a great Johnny Storm. I enjoyed. Yeah, Michael. Enjoy. And that's like it, because yeah, all those guys I just mentioned are great actors. It's just. You know, 
Hollywood still has very much a we cast white people overbearingly problem. That kind of goes with uh, there's a slip gin lock. That's uh, Michael B. Jordan's anime. Okay. It's a it's actually I think less of an anime and more of a there you go. More of like a digital Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. But um so like it's got a shit ton like Maisie Williams, Dakota Fanning, David Tennant. Nice. Um You had me sold at Tennant. Right? Like it's got so many people in it. And it's a mech. It's kinda like Power Rangers meets So Gundam. Here's kind of a good question that we start to run into then with some of the other outlandish Borderlands characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I don't know who the hell he would be, but you cannot have a Borderlands movie for some reason with that Southern charm that they have to him without Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. yeah. He has to be, I don't care where, he just has to be in it. Right. Um, which, by the way, if no one's seen Watchmen yet, watch it because he is incredibly amazing in that series. Really? I still haven't seen it. I, I really love their Dr. Manhattan, and I do not know the actor's name. And it uh, irritates the hell out of me. Uh, I need to look it up. Let's go to the IMDb. <clears throat> because, yeah, he did amazing, whoever that was, because I'm trying to look it up. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Yeah. I hope I pronounced that right, because, God damn it, he deserves better than having me butcher his name. Um... Louis Gossett Jr. is in this show? Holy hell. Yeah. Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, he's actually... Louis Gossett Jr. was uh, Hooded Justice. Really? Yeah, they nice. they elaborate on the Nelson Gardner Hooded Justice connection. Hell yeah. Which is amazing. Um, they really Don s- Johnson? No shit. Yeah, seriously. Like, you gotta look at... The cast list is amazing. Jeremy Irons. Right. Need you say more. I know Jeremy. Like, that man can eat a piece of toast and I'd probably pay to watch it. Yep. Especially if he would just read the, uh, if he would explain to you why he chose the type of jelly he put on it. Right. Exactly. I don't know. Jeremy Irons uh, loved his Alfred. I did too. He was a good Alfred. Yeah. Um, I am curious to see Andy Serkis' Alfred though. Is he going to be Alfred? I think Batman. Wasn't that who they cast him as? Isn't it just called The Batman? Yeah. And they've completely separated it from everything else. And Batfleck is going to be coming back. Yeah. No, I know that, thankfully. Um, I, who would have thought that, that would, those words would come out of my mouth? Thankfully, Ben Affleck is going to be Batman again. And honestly, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. And he better not screw this up because there's a TV series called The Batman that I absolutely love. Yeah. Five seasons. And I love that show. And if Robert Pattinson fucks up Batman, I'm going to be pissed because people are going to think they're going to be one of the same. Yep. Alfred Pennyworth, Andy Serkis. Perfect. Zoe Kravitz, Selena Kyle. Going back to that... uh, John Turturro is also going to be... Okay, but if we're back on casting a Borderlands movie, like, who the hell would Marcus be? Like, he, you got to get some of these... I don't know who Moxie would be. I really don't. 
because uh, Moxie is clearly close to 50 or over and still looks like she's younger than her kids. Right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is she is a lot older than she looks. You you have to still smoking hot. You have to cast an actress the same age of the people playing her kids and her kids somehow have to look older than her. Right? Yeah, like it's But I love that Moxie has a bar on the ship hmm. in the third game. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're on a ship going through outer space and Moxie still somehow manages to have a bar on it. Like, that's just hilarious to me. And then, uh, she gets, she wants to get back the, uh, the dome. Yeah. The slaughter dome or whatever. Right. She's trying to get it back at some point. Cause I know they mentioned it, but maybe yeah. it was during the heist. Would you find out she still has kind of a, weird kind of crush on Handsome Jack to a certain degree. Yeah. Because in the Handsome Heist, she basically kind of reignites a little bit of a flame with Timothy. Yeah. Who is just Handsome Jack's doppelganger. Right. He was surgically made to look like Handsome Jack. Although she states that she could tell on their first date that he was not Handsome Jack. Yeah. Like, that she could see through it. But... trying to think... She also has so much hate for Handsome Jack that you you know there's still some kind of feelings there. Right. Who would pull that role off really well? Because Kate Blanchett as Lilith is perfect. Yeah. And having a muscle bound like John Cena as Brick would be great. Kate Beckinsale? Oh, damn. No, that, that's pretty good. She's older. She's still hot. And you say she looks younger than I do. Yeah. Because that's Hollywood aging right there. They don't. Right. It's Eight. the same reason why Paul Rudd seems like he somehow got trapped in 1994. I think my fucking phone heard me. I just put Kate and the first thing that popped up was Beckinsale. Hmm. She's uh, 11 years older than me. Yeah. So she's 48, 47. Something like that. I mean, just like I said, she... But, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, Can I... I do... I, I'm going to go on this little rant real quick. And, and it's nothing against him. I love him. We talked a little bit about him before we started the show. Uh, I feel that Adam Sandler just makes movies where he gets to kiss the hottest woman in the world. Arguably, yes. And where you can take vacations. Yes. Uh, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Aniston, Kate Beckinsale. Not going to argue Vicky, Vicky Valancourt. Valancourt from yeah. uh, nah, no. Waterboy. Right. Um, I almost feel like she just stabbed my eyes out mm. and sacrificed them to something. Uh, <clears throat> but even in the earlier movies, you had to make out with all these hot girls. And Jennifer Aniston and Drew Barrymore multiple times. True. Sorry, my little rant. I love Adam Sandler. I just, he gets to make out with some of the hottest women in Hollywood while his wife's on set. That's what happens whenever you develop as much power as he has, though. Like, right. Like, just from a string of stuff that still makes money. Not to mention, he gets to hang out with his buddies. Oh, yeah. All of his friends are in all of his movies. 
Like, I okay, I haven't seen Uncut Gems. Yeah. Which I feel like it was just his attempt at an Oscar. It was pretty close. Yeah, uh, I think it got snubbed. It did. But it was his attempt. Um, I think he's just missing that one spot on the shelf. And right. For the little man holding up the thing. Um, <clears throat> and then he'll work on getting a Tony after that. Right. Um, I mean, he already can sing. We know he can sing. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of who the hell else, though. Like... I feel like there's a spot for Gary Oldman, but that's just because that guy can do anything. Right. It's like, you did, I saw a thing that said, you're just living your life, going off day to day. And somebody else cut, and you were Gary Oldman the whole time. Right. That's how good of an actor he is. <laughs> it's pretty much, it's just like, I know he can do the accent for Marcus, like, for, for some reason. Right. Keep, um, you know what? You know who would have been a good Marcus? Yeah. He's dead now. But James Avery. Oh, yeah. Uncle Phil? Yes. Uncle Phil. That would have been great. The Shredder. James Avery. Oh, which I guess now that we think about it then, uh, hell, Roland needs to be a little older, so why not Will Smith even? Ooh. I don't know. I feel like he already kind of played that role with Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, Honestly, he was probably the best Floyd Lawton I've ever seen. Oh, he was fucking great. Um, I take that. But I, I don't know. Him and, Margot, like him and Margot Robbie carried that movie. Yeah, they did. They yeah. really did. Um, well, you sure shit Jerry Jai Courtney. Oh, yeah. Captain Boomerang. Mm. He helped. Yeah. He pulled his fair share. He he actually nailed that character pretty well. Oh, yeah. He, um, he pulled his fair share. like Which is not something a whole lot of he's one of the few coming back for the new one. That's true. Because it's him. Margot. Uh, Margot Robbie. Uh, Rick Flagg. Amanda Waller. And Amanda Waller. Yeah. There's another one. Because I was like, oh, they're coming back too. Um, when they did the video, the happy birthday James Gunn video. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Is it? It's not Katana, is it? Mm-mm. One more. <clears throat> you know that uh, Clint Eastwood's son was in the first one. I can't remember his name. But he was Scott? one of... Yeah, Scott Eastwood. Yeah. He was in... He was one of Rick Flagg's guys. Oh. One of the military guys. Yikes. Yeah. That didn't well. I think he survived oh, the, whole, he? the whole movie. Huh. Damn, Scott Eastwood looks like his dad. Like a young version of his dad. And hopefully he doesn't argue with empty chairs at home. Who knows? He might. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was somebody like... I was like, oh yeah, they're coming back too. Because I just watched that video. I don't I know. mean, I'm curious as hell about it. Truthfully, I know we're way off topic again, but oh, we're, we're fan casting a Borderlands movie. So Idris fucking Elba. Why could I not think of that? That's Roland. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, that's Roland. Do it. Do it now. Right. Whoever's casting that shit. Eli Especially Rock, with Kate Blanchett as Lilith. Yep. Yep. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. No yep. doubt about it. Don't know why. I want Idris Elba to be fucking James. Not Me too. James I want Bond. him to be James Bond. Like he's James the perfect pick for James Bond. Bond. Um, everybody's been bitching that James Bond's been a white guy, but, you know, Ian Fleming wrote him that way. Uh, yeah, I mean... Cause, Ian Fleming cause he wrote was, the James Bond novels. You know what else he wrote? What? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. The fuck? Yep, Ian Fleming. Anyway, way off topic. 
guess, I guess he kind of got tired about thinking about his good friend Christopher Lee's exploits right uh, during right. World War II. Um, you know, because Christopher Lee is rumored to be a lot of the basis for, for Bond. Yeah, Bond. Yeah, I heard. Which is terrifying. And Christopher Lee, have you heard any of his metal albums? Yes. They're pretty amazing. I love it. I, I love them. Didn't know Christopher Lee was also a descendant of Charlemagne. Right. Like, holy hell. How did the most interesting man in the world, like, just fly casually under the radar, so fly well. under the radar for so long? Even though we saw him in everything. Yep. Uh, if there's a Tim Burton movie, he was in it until he died. That's true. And I'm actually surprised he hasn't shown up post-modem. Also, yeah, I forgot he voiced the dragon in Alice in Wonderland. No. The Jabberwocky. The Jabberwocky. Which was badass, by the way. He was one of the judges in uh, Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Uh, Willy Wonka's father and yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, God, see, that's another one. Like, I don't know. I would have put him in anything, too. If we were fan casting a Borderlands movie, I'd find a role for that guy. Uh, Hammerlock. There you go. There you go. We figured it out. Um, I'm trying to think of... I think Jacobs would have to be at, like, we'd have to go go to Louisiana and find a a Cajun. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever had a great Cajun on, like, great Cajun actor, even Swamp Man actor since, uh, was it, Jerry Reed? (laughs) Jerry Reed. Uh, Why don't you come on down and choke and puke, throw some groceries down my neck, son? <laughs> yeah. I love Jerry Reed. Um, also in The Waterboy. Yep. The bad guy coach. That's uh, true. Hey, who the hell? Fuck it. Uh, Hammerlock, Morgan Freeman. Yep. Never mind. That's perfect. Yep, right. Perfect. Do, I don't know if he can do the British accent, but I don't care. He just uses regular. Right. Mostly because if they would include his frustration at naming bully mongs, I would pay good money to hear more no Freeman say Bitch. boner fart. <laughs> yeah, they're boner farts. Oh, that was funny. Midge mong. Yes. I love that whole, you want to see a midget riding a bully mong? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and if you say no, then I care not to ever associate with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many fun things in that game. Did you notice that from two to three, they stopped using the word midget? No, I did not notice that. Yep, they're, uh, I can't remember what they call them in three, but they're not midgets anymore. Tinies or something like that? I don't remember. But yeah, yeah. they stopped. I noticed it right off the bat. That they stopped using the word midget. That's for the better. Yeah. The- but then you wouldn't have wonderful things like midgemong. That's true. <laughs> if only to hear Hammerlock's description of it. You know, just right. like we said. Just Do you like want to see a midget riding a bully mall? And if you say yes. no, then you're a sad person and I shan't. <laughs> and I shan't want to associate with you anymore. Uh, good old Hammerlock. Yeah, those games are... I mean... I don't know why the humor in them reminds me of... And this is reaching way the hell back for a series that has not aged well at all, but Duke Nukem in terms of its yeah catchphrases and just dumb shit. And here's another weird tie-in. Duke Nukem usually had a great uh, song. Like somebody had a, like their the intro track to hmm. Duke Nukem's were usually a pretty kick-ass song. Yeah. Uh, 
Because I remember the last one I played, I think it was Duke Nukem Forever. Or not Duke Nukem. Mm-hmm. Duke Nukem in Time was the last one I played to completion. And that was um, Stabbing Westwards, The Thing I Hate, huh. which is a great song. Yeah. Because the whole t- song is I Won't Become the Thing I Hate. Um, that was a great, great song for a band who probably doesn't even deserve the right. recognition. Uh, I Sorry, I did go through like a Stabbing mm-hmm. Westward phase when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Um, it's very, it was like pre-emo. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. more angry than anything else. I gotta admit, cause yeah, some of the things they say, it's like, it's offensive, but it's not over the top offensive. Right. It's one of those, like. It's definitely like it's Australian a, humor. It's offensive because it also fits the setting. Because right. this place is the worst fucking place in the galaxy. Definitely Mad Max dystopia. Yeah. And, well, yeah, I was going to say, and actually, now that I think about it, they've said uh, nothing they said is nearly as offensive as what Mel Gibson has. So right. there we go. It's like decaf Mad Max. And, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this stance right now. I do not support any of the shit Matt, uh, Mel Gibson said. Yeah. But he was also Obviously. drunk. Now I'm not, uh, I'm not talking about the stuff that his yeah. his wife recorded because no, that was all that, horrible. God. But the stuff that How he was, said when he was drunk, I've I, said some fucked up shit when I was drunk. Because and the reason I say any of this is my dad and I watched Daddy's Home Two the other day. Yeah, and Matt and Mel Gibson is still great. Like despite all it's, the horrible things he's done and said, he still can do it. He he still has acting chops. I'm just wondering. In terms of the Hollywood comebacks, that like, how does he get away with it? I don't know. Like, because even RDJ, who has got one of the greatest Hollywood comeback stories of all time. Yeah. You know, I remember him getting arrested for being drunk and going into somebody else's house and falling asleep on their couch. Yeah. Like, I remember him getting arrested for that. Like, so when they, they casted him as Tony Ho- or Tony Stark, I don't know why I kept wanting to say Hawk. As they when they cast him as Tony Stark, I was like, "Yeah, he's already a lush. That's perfect." Yeah, you know, and it's it's the weirdest thing because, admittedly, the stuff that Mel Gibson said, even if drunk, I'm like, you kind of wonder if it's that old adage though that some people would be like, you just more, a little more apt to say what's actually on your mind when That's you're drunk. True. That's true. And truthfully, the dude has been extremely homophobic in the past. Yep. That also uh, comes from his Catholic beliefs, like his, his right. branch of Catholicism. And his dad was very fire and brimstone, oh, yeah. from what I recall, and a little, yeah. But it's, you know, like, I I don't know. I don't, I can't, I can't give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I really can't. Because even RDJ was like, because I guess when he was trying to make a comeback, Mel Gibson was helping him. Yeah. And he, Mel Gibson told him, sometimes you just got to hug the cactus. And he told, RDJ told him, you need to hug the cactus. Uh, I don't know. He needs to start. Because RDJ had, like, hits. Yeah. Like, unsung hero. Like, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. God, I love that movie. movie was great. It was. And that was kind of, to me, that that was, like, his slow comeback. Mm. His slow burn. Like, it was, it just started as tender. And it just slowly built. Because Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was amazing. It was a great movie. Um, Which, now that we mentioned RDJ, um, 
Well, it might be a little old for it, but I was thinking Axton, Borderlands 2. Yeah, he'd be a good Axton. Might be a little well, older. Well, let's do... Actually, you know who'd be a great... Who would be a great Salvador? Yeah. Too big. He's too big. Chris Hemsworth. I can see that. Not to mention, all of this shit is Australian anyway. Oh, so yeah. is Chris Hemsworth. Let's just give a part to each Hemsworth, then. Like, right, all, like, yeah, all the Hemsworths can have it. All 400 of them. Like, however many there are. Like, you the know... Scars guards. Two-thirds of them, I think, already appeared in uh, Thor Ragnarok. The yep. only one that wasn't in it was Liam. Yep, yep. Um, and he was in that god-awful... Uh, Expendables movie. Uh, yeah. With uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Where he got killed by a knife kicked into his chest by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Right. Quite possibly the most Van Damme way to go. Yes, it was very much the most Van Damme way to go. Yeah. Uh Shit, I don't know who else, though. Like, Speaking I mean, of Van Damme movies, you know who would have been great in anything you gave him? What? Raul Julia. Oh, man. Hmm. We lost a treasure there. Jesus. With how... That's one of those, like... I mean... Yeah. I had to given him any part. Yep. Truthfully. anything. Especially after his Gomez. He's the... Do you know he had that this weird condition where his eyeball would just fall out of its socket? Nope. Yep. That's they terrifying. said that on the, on the set of... Uh, I can't remember if it was one of the Adams families or if it was... Uh... uh no, it definitely wasn't Street Fighter, which was his last movie. Uh, How awful is it that Street Fighter was his last movie? He did it for his kid. Yeah, his kid loved that series. Yeah. But uh, I think it was on uh, Adam's Family. He was just walking off set at the end of the day one day, and his eyeball just fell out of its socket, Ooh. and he just picked it up and put it back in. Jesus. And I was like, that is practiced. Because if that were the first time it happened, he'd have been freaking out. Yeah. But it happened so often that he was just like, Right back in. Fuck. Right? This, you know, your eye falls out of its place. Oh, fuck. Again? You know? Right. Uh, who would be great? Let's see. And honestly, you know who who we need to get for zero? Yeah. Ray Park. Oh, yeah. Because then you can just do any voice you want over it. But yeah, exactly. His voice, his voice is actually pretty good. Or Well, well it's very... Uh, what are they? Uh... uh, the- uh Cockney? Yeah, he's got a very Cockney voice. Oh, never mind. Um, uh, well, Zero is kind of robotic. He's not really sure what the hell's under the that The reason suit. I said that yeah. is because he's Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. He's Snake Eyes. So right. he's already basically been Zero. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he always takes roles where you don't see his face. Right. <laughs> or hear his voice. So um, I know he was in the final season of Heroes. Hmm. And he actually got to speak. With his own voice. So. Um, even when they did Solo, he got to be Darth Maul again. Yeah. But Sam Witwer was the voice of Darth Maul. Right. So, yeah, Ray Park, he'd be, that's dead on. Never mind. There's no other candidate for that. Right. Um, God, who would be then? We already did Salvador. Yeah. Maya. Uh, Maya Younger. Lilith. I don't Zendaya. know that. Oh, actually, yes. I've seen her in uh, a so, lot of stuff. Yeah, here yeah. lately. I mean, I, I'm more thinking of the HBO show Euphoria, which I Isn't can't. that like? I can't stomach that show like, for that's too long. Very it's very sexual, isn't it? It's rough to watch. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like 
it's also subject matter that, I mean, this shit happens. Like, yeah. it, it's one of those. Like, I haven't you can't, seen any of it. I just know it's something. She's great, though. I, yeah. And by the way, Spider-Man movies, just call her Mary Jane. Yeah. She's MJ. already MJ. Just fucking call her Mary Jane. It's Mary Jane. And did you, have you realized, did you ever realize that I named Michaela the way I did on purpose? No, I did not realize that. Although Michaela, Jade, that, MJ. That is fantastic. Yeah, oh, I did that on purpose. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> you win that one. Oh, yeah. Especially when, uh, you know, the fact that her mother and her mother's mother were convinced that she was going to be a boy hmm. and wouldn't even consider female names, yep. girl names. And I told them if it was a girl that I got to name her. Yep. MJ. Nice. I got my own MJ. Well played. <laughs> well played. Which is funny because one of my pet names for Randy is Tiger. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a very Spider-Man household. Very much. I mean, I've got a Spider-Man tattoo, uh, and it's on my forearm, so it's visible most times of the year. Mm. Uh, and I, I have had her say, face it, Tiger, you hit the jackpot. <laughs> I just had to. <laughs> I'm, yeah. that, I'm that nerd. <laughs> Where it's just like, just say it. Just, just, just I want to hear it. Face oh, it, yeah. Tiger. You hit the jackpot. Yes. <laughs> That's fucking good. The only thing I think that uh, the last Comic Con, there was a Mary Jane and a uh, black cat, <laughs> like on the nice. cover, on that one cover. Yeah. And uh, Randy, who doesn't like females near me, even you know, just oh really, casually yeah. in public. Uh, let me take a picture with the two of them and I'm standing in between them. Yeah. And that made me feel like a G. Uh, I don't know. I'm a very, I realize later in my life how much of a Spider-Man fan I am. Yeah. Like, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Well, it's weird when that fandom sneaks up on you because it's like, as soon as we started talking about the Borderlands movie, it's like my love for that series just all of a sudden gushed out because I'm like, I I don't want them to take a chance on unknowns. I I just want the people who I know are fucking gonna perfect. Nail it, yes. right? They're gonna nail it. Like yeah. Although but yeah, Zendaya. I think Zendaya would be a great Maya. That would be actually really cool. Now here's the thing: Do you add the download characters? Do we get a Craig? Yes, because goddamn it, Gage has to happen. Yeah, Gage. I I will not compromise on that. Uh, and who would be a great Gage? Because I think she's about, like, 16 in that game. Shit. So, we need a youngin. <laughs> no, that was... I was gonna... Um, huh, I don't know. Well, we are... Hey. See, I don't even... I I'm can't, out. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not, like, the young generation. This next generation coming up. Meryl Streep, she's good. She can do anything, right? Like, <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, shit. Maybe even like a Margot Robbie. Hmm. I don't know why I just had a thought for Moxie. Uh, Demi Moore, for some reason. I mean, mm-hmm. but we already kind of established you kind of have to cast somebody who's like 20 as Moxie, even right. though she's like 50. Older. Yeah. Because she looks like she's 20. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if we were going to go that route I'm curious as hell who the hell Handsome Jack would be oh I mean because if you do a Borderlands 1 movie you kind of need to have at least some kind of like a lead in honestly if they do this movie I kind of see them 
combining one and two. Because they're so con- connected anyway. Because they're overlapped. You'd have to have Handsome Jack kind of... In there anyway. You, you'd kind of have to be the villain. Even if you don't see his face till the end, if he's like a Dr. Claw, you know? Right. Like, I'll get you next time, Vault Hunters. Uh, uh, Handsome Jack. I'm just... <laughs> because RDJ has... Keanu Reeves. Oh, wow, actually. But I don't think he could pull off Dick. No, because I'm thinking RDJ could because it's basically his Iron Man character. Right. Um, but he was a lovable dick. Yeah. I don't um, let's see. Hell, even Don Cheadle would probably be good as Roland. Oh, shit, yeah. God, why couldn't I think of Don Cheadle or fucking Will Smith earlier? Like, um, or Idris Elba. Why couldn't I think of those three? Oh, no, Idris Elba's perfect. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, we, we already established Idris Elba. Uh... Handsome Jack. Because you know any Borderlands movie that features Handsome Jack, like, that's the one the fans are going to be looking at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's one of the best villains ever. Uh, Have to be a smarmy dick. Right. Trying to think who could pull that off. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, I know who exactly who can pull that off. Joel McHale. Oh, fuck. That would actually be... I could even see wanting to punch him in the face. Like, if I could hear Joel McHale just say, Hey there, kiddos. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could see it. I would want to punch him immediately. because and Joel McHale. Joel McHale is Handsome Jack. God, that's perfect. I was almost like... Part of me was almost for a second like Topher Grace, but he's too boyish to really... Yeah, Topher. Nah, not Topher. Only because he was a smarmy dick in that 70s show. Um, Kinda, yeah. Lovable, though. I guess. Um. (laughs) See, that's why I don't think he can get away with anything. Like, the only thing I've seen that he's been in that was really good was uh, American Ultra. I just had that weird Matthew Perry thought, though. What? Ransom Jack. Matthew Matthew, Perry? I don't know why. It's probably because of his friend's character. He's just a smart aleck asshole. Yeah. As much as I got to say it, like, re-watching that show, there's nothing redeeming about Chandler. I don't know. I love Chandler. I mean, I love him, but he's also, he's got a few manipulative streaks in him that are really dastardly. I mean, the whole fact that he made fun of Monica when she was fat and then was all over her and then when she lost all that weight. uh, And then they ended up getting married. Yeah. So, like, uh, whatever. You know? But. No, you were dead on, though, goddammit. Joe McHale. Joe McHale. He's Handsome Jack. If not Joe McHale, Daniel Tosh. I was also thinking for some reason Ryan Reynolds. He could just pull off. Oh, yeah. He's got that smart-ass thing down really well. I mean, he's charming with it, but I know he can turn off the charm if he wants to. Oh, yeah. Yike. And, you know, he is quite handsome to boot. He is classically uh, handsome. Right. He, he even makes fun of himself. Think, think Ryan Reynolds got this far on his acting talent? Yeah. <laughs> and I could clearly see him in my mind, too, with the, hey there, kiddos. Oh, you know, God, like, yes. Because he already did it. Yeah. He'd basically just be Deadpool again. Yeah. Could you just imagine kind of hearing that echo call from him in the movie? Just like, oh, hello. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. Another one they need to hop off their ass on, Disney. Yes. Deadpool. Deadpool. 
Deadpool 3, goddammit. Give it to us. And let Ryan Reynolds have creative control. I'll tell you what. I will give you, if you wait until after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness somehow bring the mutants into the world from some kind of... Towards the end of Phase 4, though. Yeah, somehow creating a colossal shift that brings all these other characters in for a merger of two universes that somehow works out in everything's favor. Right. Uh, You know... (laughs) then yes, I'll accept it because you're bringing in these other mutants and one of them would be Wade fucking Wilson. Right. Which is funny because he would totally make mention, because he already has. Because hmm. in Deadpool 2, he's talking to Cable, he goes, Can it, Thanos? Yeah. Um, like, and I, that whole time when the second movie was coming out and I found out Josh Brolin was going to be Cable. Yeah. I was like, there has to be a Thanos joke. There has to be a Thanos joke. And he finally did it towards yeah. the end. Can it, Thanos? And he grabs him by the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, there was a Thanos joke. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ryan, Wade Wilson would be the only one to notice the shift. I think I would also, yeah, he would be the only one who'd notice, and I'd also love to see him, like, in an Avengers movie where they're just like, are you coming to help? He's like, no. no. Like, <laughs> just takes one look at the batting. He's just like, thought about it. Probably not. Like, <laughs> they, they just kind of ducks out real quick. You should read the Cable and Deadpool books. Because mm. um, I think Ryan Reynolds read a lot of that. But like Deadpool, it always starts off with Deadpool in his apartment. His apartment's run down, janky, <laughs> yeah. shithole, right? And the phone always rings. And he answers the phone in just a t-shirt and boxers, face showing and everything, you know. Mm. You know, Freddy Cougar face fucked a topographical map. Of the user, yes, God. Uh, and he answers the phone, and they always, on the other end, go, is this Deadpool? And he goes, hang on. He gets up, drops the phone, gets up, goes into the other room, puts on the Deadpool mask, still the same shirt and boxers, <laughs> picks the phone back up and goes, this is Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Deadpool until he has that mask on. It's hilarious. So we're right at about two and a half. We, yeah, oh, yeah, we kind of went off on we a We jumped up, yeah. I mean, kind of got into the lore of Borderlands, but... It, the Iridians, the the creatures. Well, I guess the third, the third game totally... The third game is really the, the lore game. Yeah, it really kind of establishes more of the lore. You get fuck all in the other two games. Like, you get Pandora. But this is the galaxy at large. The Iridians sacrificed their entire civilization to contain the Destroyer inside of Pandora. Right. Um, Which, yeah, the moon was set up for Pandora to destroy the Destroyer. Yes. And, so, yeah, it all just turns out to be a, you know... Uh, basically a big death trap. Yeah. So, and it, that's all that place ever was meant to be. The people who lived on it were just horrible psychopaths. The people, you know, mm-hmm. who came were murderous with the intent of getting rich. Like, yeah. Right. So. I mean, even the vault hunters, um, you know, murderous with the intent of getting rich. But, um, but who... Like, if we had to give it to somebody, who the hell would you make a Magnificent Bastard out of this series? Because my vote... I My vote's for Jack. It's funny, because I was thinking Jack, but I was also thinking Lilith. Yeah. Because Lilith is really the linchpin to the whole series. Yeah, she's in all the games. She 
even in the pre-sequel. Yeah, she carries the brunt of the work and even makes the but sacrifice. But from here going forward, we don't know if she will be. Yeah, she. it looks like she makes the sacrifice play at the yeah. end of three, but you don't know no. because it's very much a... Dare, dare I say Dark Phoenix thing where oh, you God. see the, the yeah maybe she yeah maybe next game she's the villain God, that'd be terrifying um practically unfucking another siren villain and then maybe you get handsome Jack come back with the siren collars oh just, God yeah no that would be way the hell off the rails right tinfoil hat I'd be willing to co-captain that though with handsome Jack and Lilith yeah like some kind of Phoenix Two people, thing. two people who hate each other, being the co co magnificent bastards this week. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fine. Because uh, I mean, honestly, Jack really kind of drove Jack for the narrative for the first two games. Yeah, two games, two and, and a half games, and even the pre sequel and Tales from the Borderlands. Really, right. I mean, it um, all really ties into Jack real hardcore. Um, and he, so much so that fans loved him so much that he even still shows up in three is like, you right, know, like he's not, not alive, but not alive. Yeah, no, yeah. but there is like an honorary, you know, the DLC, the, the handsome heist. Oh, I got a machine gun on Borderlands three called the handsome jackhammer. Oh, nice. And it spits out handsome Jack catchphrases. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to have to look for that. Once I get my fucking PlayStation working again. I, I have promised myself I will never get rid of that weapon. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's a that's gold right there. And I can barely hear it, so I can't quite make out what he's saying all the time. But right. every now and then, he's just like, "Hey, good job, kiddo!" Like if you kill something, <laughs> like yeah. All right, magnificent bastards, Lilith and Jack co-captaining that. Um, we actually didn't talk about who created the game, no, except for Gearbox. Uh, right. Don't know any of the directors. Don't know none of that. Um, this probably get shit on for that if anybody you, listens to this. You know what? You know, this one, you. this one was purely just for love of the game. Yep, that was, was just a pure, purely gamer standpoint. Um, it's one of my favorite franchises. Couldn't tell you dick about it technically. Um, I I know more about it gameplay, and actually a lot of the gameplay, I kind of tune out and just go for the kills or you know yeah, whatever I'm hell, after at that moment. And hell, half the red text on the guns you get are just pop culture jokes in oh general. yeah absolutely except for that one that i showed you that one right that screenshot i sent of uh vaccine save lives yes that one was there's fun. no joke here just facts That's yes all that said. was awesome like all right yeah there's yeah. over a billion guns in the third game yeah because of the way they generate and they keep downloading like every every new dlc is more guns i found a submachine gun that when you reload it it just spawns a submachine gun to fight next to you for a little bit oh yeah those are awesome i've had one of those there's also a grenade that explodes into like a machine gun that just fires in a circle yeah i've I've seen i had the one that just because you can have up to five right floating around you hey yeah that was awesome just like a halo machine uh, submachine gun shooting they're all ridiculous, but the whole game you realize is meant to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's supposed to make you laugh. It's supposed to let you have fun. It's, it's an a, escape. It's a toy. Yeah. yeah, it's a toy. It's, it's very, absolutely a toy, and it's one of my favorites right now. It's a toy that does not take itself seriously and hopes you don't either. Is it on the Switch? No. Fuck me. No, no. Nintendo is very much a. Uh, I don't think Family Con. For the most part, they still allow a few things to slip by here and there, but yeah, not. Yeah, I wish it were on the Switch. The Witcher's on the Switch. 
Yeah. I, I wonder if they cut some content out for it, though. I don't know. I don't know either, so. It's all I got right now is the Switch. Playing Luigi's Mansion 3. I get the Switch <laughs> every other week. Uh, oh, when you got the kid? Yep. Yeah. I I didn't see it there when I dropped the girls off yesterday. He might not have gotten it out yet. Uh, he was playing on Mom's phone, though. <laughs> right. He, so. he has a few games, like... Yeah, he's been kind of obsessed with playing games on her phone lately, so I have to keep asking her, like, what apps do you have? I gotta right. figure this out. Um, Co-parenting! Yay! Uh, the, All right. The, the easiest, most difficult job ever. <laughs> right. All right, are we done? I think so. All right, that is our episode for today. Kind of droned on for a half an hour, probably, about just fan casting and dumb shit. Yeah. We do that a lot. Some tangents here and there. Right. I wasn't very prepared for this episode. It's just coming in with my love of the game. Yeah. Um, I think that we just kind of fanboyed. Yeah, pretty much. Missing RBG. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, if you listen to our Warcraft episode, we didn't fanboy. We went fucking college course. Right. Like, uh, I could feel the pocket protector. I mean, I really could when I I was listening to that episode. I told you, if we would have gone a half hour more on it. Like, we would have fully manifested a Trapper Keeper in my living room. <laughs> it just would have happened. Like, I... <laughs> Summon a Trapper Keeper. I felt the mysterious urge to get a fanny pack, too. And I don't right. know why that... Yeah. But, oh. But, yeah, it's kind of just nice to fanboy over this stuff, though, because these games, if you just play them simply to turn your brain off, enjoy the in-jokes, enjoy the pop culture references... That, like I do. Yeah, and sometimes I've found some that, like, I have to look up. Like, some, right. of the, some of the red text, you don't quite get it at first. You're like, wait, I feel like I know that from somewhere. But I also had a, ga- a gun that had the red text uh, name dropper. So mm-hmm. I got an archer gun. Like, I was completely happy with that nice. one. Um, so uh, there's an, uh, I had one gun from two that just insulted you. Yes. While you shot it. I remember that one. Uh Tells you what a lousy job you were doing and what a terrible shot that was and stuff like that. Um, I love that gun. Yeah. It, it's almost like a nihilistic gun. Just right. the, what are you even bothering for? You're going to fail. But, <laughs> fuck you. So, all right. I am Kegger. This is... Cody. Uh, join us on all our dumb shit social medias. I don't know, man. I'm starting to just give up on Facebook. It is just a dumpster fire of assholes and trolls. Yeah, so it's doing exactly what it was always intended for. I guess so. <laughs> supposed I'm to bring just, us together, it's such a but negative thing, and I'm just getting so like it's an election. I'm getting year. to the point where I'm getting to the point where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it all. Everybody, take your goddamn masks on and breathe heavy on everybody. You know, just burn it all down. <laughs> That's what Facebook makes me feel like every day. I think some states are ahead of you on that one, right? Um, like. I'm getting to that point where I'm just getting sick of hearing and fighting and the, everything's political now. And well, just, it's an election year, not to mention a plague, the likes of which we could have been prepared for but weren't somehow. Uh, Trump! <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, it's allergies. The pollen counts off the charts. Right. I, but it's, uh, you know, it. we'll get through it. There's always... Always a way out. There's always a light at the end. I got of the to thinking about that. My great grandfather was born in 1918. I was really close with him. Yeah, he went through the Great Depression and all the shits. Like he lived through. I mean, he was a baby. Yeah. The 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 1920 right. uh, Spanish influenza. 
the Spanish flu. All the crap that he lived through, and he lived in 97. He died in 2015. Yeah. So I think we'll be all right. Oh, yeah. You know, this shit comes, this shit goes. We always find a way through. It's just, you know, everybody to a certain degree has to put their bullshit aside and work together. And, you know, some people will, some people won't. The only thing that's going to... The only thing that's going to change is if we don't work together, it's just going to take longer to get to the finish line. Right. Exactly. Keep with us. Uh, join us on our, all our dumb shits. Like I said, we got the Facebook page. We got the Twitch. I swear to God, once I get my PlayStation working, I'm going to jump on a Twitch. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, especially because I can't Twitch shit on the Switch. Yeah, without a capture card. Yeah, without a so. capture card. So, uh, uh, Twitch, right in the nerds. Uh, we don't have a Twitter. No. I, I'm... Holding off, I know we should probably get one. I don't want one, but uh, I might do it just for us. Um, we've got 280 characters now that we can use. Yeah, because because yeah. I guess and I, you know I guess there are boobs on Twitter. I, I guess well, I'm sure you can find them anywhere if you really look. I you know if if it exists on the internet, porn can be put on it. I'm sure. Oh yeah. In fact, there are people out there who believe that the internet is just for porn. Look at the Avenue Q song. I was going to say there's an Avenue Q song about that. Yep, the Avenue Q song. The uh. internet is for porn. <laughs> Grab your dick and double click for porn, porn, porn. <laughs> and we've already sampled more of that than I think we're allowed to, so. <laughs> um. All right, you guys have a good night. All right. <laughs>